They knocked planes out of the sky and caused earthquakes, but they're afraid of an army of children? I'm unenlisting. I'm better out there on my own. If you know what's best for you, you'll do the same. Holy oh, shit! Oh, my God. Oh, I can see it inside of her! There's nothing inside me! Shut up! Zombie, what do we do? Do we shoot her? You're called, zombie. Don't you guys see? Those lenses? These trackers? It's all fake, man. It's, it's an illusion. It's a trick. They weren't testing these. They were testing us. They were seeing how we would do. How we would hold up under pressure. Right? If we would do what we were trained to do. To kill others. No, to kill the survivors, man. Because the army, Resnick, Vosh, they're the others. And because we're kids, they thought they could manipulate us into doing their dirty work. We're not fighting the fifth wave. We are the fifth wave. On the wake up. And we're back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up with your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. And shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio Army. You can check us out at onthewakeupradio.com where we have the live 24-hour radio network. That means you can listen to the archive shows and you can also listen to live shows when they broadcast. We have over three and a half years worth of shows back to back. Like it would literally take you years to go through the content that we have. So just tune in and check it out. If you want to go through and, and, and select which program that you'd like to listen to, you can go to the SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. If you go to any of those outlets to check us out, please hit that like button and share this content with someone who you feel is on the wake up and ready to hear this type of conversation. Listen, this is like woke university level type shit. Shout out to Super Sly 75. He said it the best. You don't come to this network for, you know, to just learn about things. It's best if you have some background information because then it could put it into proper context. Because when what we do on this show We're not here to try to convince you of so-called conspiracy theories, okay? We're going to talk about what's really going on out here and just put certain things into proper perspective and then, you know, give you little tidbits so that you can do the homework yourself. And that's why we love your input as the audience because you all, you know, it, it, it takes an army, it takes a village. And what we do here... It's just it's a culmination of the conversations that are being had, you know, you can you can say in, in a lot in the social media sphere. This it's so often that we'll have conversations on this platform here, and then sooner or later you hear them talking about the mainstream media. So that lets us know that the mainstream media they they ultimately just want to get ahead of the story. And find a way to spin it so that, you know, they can seem like they're the first ones to talk about it or at least control the narrative. So we're, we're in an information war battling mainstream media, essentially. And we know that 
even with this network, we know that there are mainstream media players who listen to On The Wake Up and who listen to the On The Wake Up radio network. So shout out to y'all who are listening and even carrying this conversation into the mainstream in whatever way that you do. Because once these conversations hit critical mass, then they need to be addressed by the mainstream, by the government, whatever. So it's really important for people to continue to apply the pressure in order to make these conversations more mainstream. Uh, It's late, but you know how we usually do. We're probably going to go in on these motherfuckers tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So take out your pens, papers, notebooks, text, edit, whatever you got to do to take notes on this program. A lot of stuff going on. And a lot of conversations to be had at this point. Oh, yeah. And a big shout out to FEMA region, uh, FEMA administrator, Deanne Criswell. Thank you, Deanne, for keeping on the lights. We see you. Shout out your FEMA region, if you know it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in FEMA region, too. If you know your FEMA region and you know your FEMA region administrator. I know they. we have another acting administrator but I'm in FEMA region two right now. Shoot. Lot to talk about this evening. Lot to discuss. You know, this is um, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all my fathers out there. Um, and then even with Father's Day, Yesterday was Juneteenth, and this is the first federally sanctioned um, celebration of Juneteenth. You know, they made it a federal holiday, and I'm not really into all that shit because, you know, people were celebrating Juneteenth before the government told us that that we have permission, permission to celebrate it, you know? Anytime the government gets involved, you know there's going to be some fuckery. So one thing I wanted to note was... You know, I, I crossed paths with a few Juneteenth celebrations yesterday. And when I tell you all those beautiful, melanated people just out there just vibing, like that shit was peace right there. That shit was love. And for anyone who hasn't really experienced that, you know, it's I encourage you to get more of that, you know, get more exposure to that black love. When people talk about so-called conscious community, whatever you want to call it, a lot of times they think of people just, you know, I don't know, there's this whole stereotypical image of what it is and what it's not. And at the very foundation of it, it's just people vibing, who you know, who enjoy being around each other. And you can just feel the love. Like, and, and one thing I keep saying, there was no political agendas. There was nobody trying to really push anything on anybody. It was just, you know, enjoying yourselves. It was like a, a regular old black family reunion. If y'all ever been to a family reunion, I know a lot of my black folks have. But um, for folks who have never been to a black family reunion, that's what it's like. And, you know, it's like you hear this talk about being invited to the cookout. It's a thing that, you know... You got to realize that, and I think amongst melanated people worldwide, 
being invited to the cookout, that's kind of symbolic for, like, if I break bread with you, it's because I love you. You know, if I break bread with you, it's because I love you. You're not going to break bread with someone who you don't love. And so when you bring someone to your table for them to break bread with you, that's a sign of admiration. That's a sign of love. That's a sign of respect. Because when you're invited to that table to come and break bread with that person or that family, you're coming there also with a certain level of etiquette and a certain expectation for how you're going to carry yourself. So, you know, as melanated people, you know, we joke about, oh, this and that person's invited to the cookout, but you got to understand, like, there's something way deeper than that, you know? We talk about, oh, grandma put her foot in that collard greens, you know? She put her, her foot in that, uh, that pot of collard greens. That means grandma cooked her ass off, right? That means grandma or big mama, she took the time and energy. She washed those greens, cut those greens down, cut the vein out of the greens, you know, did all the preparations to now bring that to the table to feed her family. So, again, when we invite you to the cookout and you're getting some of Big Mama's greens, that means something, okay? So, this is the type of thing, you know, you hear it's becoming like, the t it's kind of being bastardized right now, especially when they talk about, oh, this and that white person could come to the cookout. You coming to the cookout. Like, that's that's like the ultimate, one of the highest levels of respect amongst melanated people because you're saying, nah, you can come and eat my mother's food. You can come and eat my grandmother's food. You can come and sit at the table with me and my family with the expectation that you were going to carry yourself with right conduct. That's what that means. It's not just about coming out to the to the park and eating some ribs, you know? This shit is way deeper than that. Because like I said, you're not going to break bread with somebody who you don't respect, who basically you don't consider as family. And once you come to the cookout, you're family, you know? And I think because, you know, we talk about the art of war, right? The art of war. Know your enemy, know yourself. I think the people who have been studying us for hundreds and thousands of years know very well what makes us tick and, you know, what our weak spots are. I think as melanated people, we can be religious people, dogmatic. And when I say religious and dogmatic, not just religious, but we can be dogmatic about anything that... Okay, put it like this, right? Look at the mask mandate. Yo, some of the harshest enforcers of the mask mandate would definitely be older black people, right? Especially if they're listening to the TV, they're listening to what the government says. Hey, 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 put your mask on. <laughs> Joe Biden told me to put on the mask, so I'm going to put on the mask. Joe Biden told me to get the shot, so I'm going to get the shot. I don't care. I'm not asking what's in it. I don't care about the ingredients. I'm going to give him my arm and put it in, right? Didn't that elder say that? That's fucking crazy, right? And that's just one thing. I mean, we, we can be dogmatic about religion, about so many things in the end of the day, okay? 
But I believe whoever's been studying us knows well what makes us tick, okay? They, they know how we feel about respect and disrespect. They know how we feel about our elders, our appearance, self-respect and self-worth. Okay? So, these are the type of things, like, when this is why I always tell people, you know, study the art of war a little bit, because then you'll understand how, especially as melanated people in this country, how how easy we are to figure out. Oh, my big brother. Oh, shit. Oh, salute, King. <laughs> oh, my brother's tuning in. Yeah. Um, yeah you'll understand how easy it is for others to figure us out, you know, because especially in the past, we brought them to the table, you know. There's one thing, I don't know if I have to confine the book right now, but um, Drusilla Dungey Houston wrote a book called Wonderful, e- Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire. And there's this belief that, Europeans just conquered Africa and just conquered Egypt, even the whole stolen legacy thing. Stolen legacy needs to be understood in its proper context, okay? The the Greeks didn't come and, and storm Egypt. They didn't come and storm Kemet and just take it over and just paint their faces on the shit. No, 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 no. They were invited in, okay? There was a pharaoh. And when he was fighting certain wars, he, um, you know, he employed Greek mercenaries and they fought valiantly in his wars. So he said, hey, guys, y'all can come back. Y'all can come back to Kemet. You know, we're going to let you we're going to let you win. So we let them in. And he didn't let them all the way in. They kept he kept them at a little corner right by the Mediterranean Sea. And that's where they stayed. And the. The Kemetic and the African people, because you got to think of, of Kemet, it was it was international, you know, it was an international nation where you had people from all over the African continent, people from all over the world coming there to study and to learn and to just behold what was going on. And people weren't really feeling the Greeks, you know, they had a different type of culture. They said, well, y'all, get a, y'all get down a little bit differently than we get down. And so when it was time that the people, good evening, peace, peace. When the people said, when the combatants were like, you know, we, we'd like y'all to leave. The Greeks were like, who? Leave what? This is better than our land. The women are better. The food is better. Y'all got the books, the knowledge. Nah, we ain't leaving. Okay? You also had the thing where you had the colonies, the, um, the Kushite colonies called them all around the Mediterranean, around different parts of the world, where people had traveled out, colonized in. It wasn't the same type of colonization that we understand that came with Europe, you know? They were bringing education, uh, hygiene, knowledge of herbs, medicine, the sciences, you know, uh, art, culture, literature, these type of things. And again, these they were uh, living in places where, you know, the their culture and the culture of the native peoples didn't really clash. Or, or excuse me. <laughs> Yo, my man who was the general is wild. 
the cultures clash though. So the comedic people and the African, the Kushite people call them, tried to come back home to Kemet. They're like, nah, like we don't have space for you in here, my brothers and sisters. So they sent them on their way. So when you talk about, you know, there's a whole debate about how many of us actually came from Kemet and how many of us, you know, came from Western Africa and all that. Listen, yo, Kemet, you can look at Kemet like we look at Rome, you know? It was, um, Kemet was a, a classical civilization. It was, um, you know, you could say it was the culmination and the height of of African civilization at an early time period. And then peoples who had been there, whether they lived there or they came back there after a time and realized that they couldn't stay because there was just too many people there, they went to other parts of Africa. And that's why you see like a kind of a continuity of the culture. I mean, I got so many books. If you look at the, 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 the destruction of black civilization by Chancellor Williams, he talks about how, you know, back in the day, you could walk from the southern tip of Africa all the way to the northern tip and you would be unmolested. You know, you could sleep outside. You could you go into a city or a village and you're going to be treated with respect by the people because there was a common cultural values and common cultural norms that were understood throughout the continent where you were going to treat people a certain way. And again, why am I saying this? Because it goes to know your enemy, know yourself, okay? Realize that there are people, melanated folks, there are people who know you way better than you may even know yourself. And they know what makes you tick. So they know how to how to throw you off. Simple ones. <clears throat> you know, and this whole conversation is not about the it's not about um getting into African history necessarily, but it's Juneteenth. <clears throat> and so I think it's worth mentioning how this is a part of our story. <clears throat> and there's a whole thing going on, and I would love to talk to, you know, someone, mm, the tents of Kedar, the Kushite Empire. Thank you, my brother. <clears throat> Yo, and this is my brother right here. Who is the general 2014? I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen. Because, you know, I mention anyone who listens to this show, you know, I mention my brother all the time on this show. <laughs> this is my brother right here. He is uh, well-learned. <laughs> well-learned. He's an erudite. Erudite. True erudite. And what I was always taught, especially as I went to college and everything, erudite. You have to learn many subjects many different topics in order to become, to give you a better understanding of anything that you learn, right? Because you can study history, you can study Egyptian, Kemetic history and all that, but let's say you also study mathematics, right? That's going to put that history into proper context because then you're going to realize, oh, wait, no, these were masters of mathematics, of geometry, of geology, of astronomy and astrology, of, <laughs> you know, and the more you understand about math, calculus, physics, 
more you understand about that, the more you can break down that culture and even the language spoken by the people. Because then you realize that the language, it's a mathematic language. It's a, I mean, I could go on. Listen, I, I have so many books and resources. Like, okay, hold on. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Just because... Just because I love my people, yo. <laughs> Just because I love me, head Because, again, I'm not going to go too far into these things. Because that's not what tonight is about. But it does, it is good to know that these things exist. Two books that I enjoy. Dogon books. Sacred Symbols of the Dogon, The Science of the Dogon by Laird Scranton. And these books, when you read these books, they teach you to um, they, they teach you to interpret the Medunetter, the Medunetter, what they call hieroglyphs. They teach you to um, interpret the Medunetter a little bit differently, right? So let me see if I can find something, right? So, all right, because the way Laird Granton describes it, because he was studying the Dogon. And as he was studying the written script of the Dogon and the symbols used by the Dogon, he realized that he could decipher Egyptian or the Kemetic Medunetur through the inscriptions that the Dogon were using, which also let him know that the Dogon were related to the Kemetan people. Now, the Dogon are in Mali, West Africa, okay? But from what he's learned and kind of understands, there's a good chance that the Dogon <clears throat> were part of the priesthood in Kemet, Okay. Because the language that they use and the language that they've written, it's not just the common, regular, everyday language that was used in Kemet, but it was the priestly language that was used in the temples. So how did these people all the way in West Africa get the priestly language of Kemet and still using it and perpetuating it till, to, to this day? All right? <clears throat> so this is what I'm saying. And then, so... Laird Scranton, he's um, a computer programmer. And so he, he's good at kind of looking at symbols, you know, uh, checking out symbols and deciphering them. So he encoded language. So that's how he was able to kind of come to his conclusions. <laughs> Man, so Laird Scranton, he started to, he started to figure out that the language of the Dogon or the Dogon, their words or excuse me, their script and the way that their their priestly class and their priests. Let me see if I can put this right. Right, basically what he understood about Kemet, how they write their um the Medunetter, the hieroglyphs. It's also subatomic physics, okay? It's quantum mechanics. 
in the language. So here it says the ancient name for the Tua. But when you put the symbols together, I don't know if you can see that here. It basically means gives growth that becomes mass. Okay? Gives growth that becomes mass. So that's describing subatomic particles. All right? A lot of the language is describing subatomic particles. Mm, right, and then the different symbols, right? So the glyph, the different glyphs in the meaning, light, source, limit, result, space, bending, warping of gravity, the path of an orbiting body, a unit of time, year, month, season, an orbit, orbit of the earth around the sun, the bending force of gravity, Increase in mass caused by acceleration. So all, the, all these different glyphs that were being used, electromagnetic force, an electron orbit, the glyphs that are being used are also part of the descriptive language. So they don't just, any you would understand that the comedic people, especially in the priest class, they didn't, they didn't just use words frivolously. Every word that they used had a scientific and mathematical value. Okay? That's what, you know, that's the conclusion he came, came to. And, I mean, I could go in about them, but all that to say, that's why it's important to be erudite. That's why it's important to be erudite, because if you have knowledge in many different subjects, then it helps you to comprehend better what you're viewing and what you're seeing as it comes in front of you. The theoretical fifth dimension. <laughs> I know you love talking about the fifth dimension, bro. <laughs> Yo, so uh, I'm going to drop this, right? When you talk about the fifth dimension, and this is for, you know, people who, uh, who, who, who believe in this stuff or not. People to th think of like the fifth dimension, like you're going to leave your body and go somewhere or elevate into something that's not already there. Listen, when you start going into higher dimensions, fourth, fifth dimension, you are now going infinitely inwards. All right, you're going infinitely inwards. I did. I did this ten day. I did this ten day meditation. It was a vipassana meditation. And it was a 10-day silent meditation. I went to this retreat center. And a big part of that Vipassana meditation was you focused on, like, you would focus, like, for, we did fucking three days. Three days where you would just focus on breathing right here. You would focus on the sensation that you felt right here as you're breathing. Right? And... Then you start to go deeper into the whole meditation, right? 
so after the three days, then you start to really go deeper into the practice. And then, so now you're feeling the sensation, you know, in different places in your body and a whole bunch of stuff. But one thing, because they would have discourse after we would do the meditations where like the founder of this form of Vipassana, you know, he, he, he's with the ancestors now. He's transitioned years ago. But they have recordings of him from, you know, even probably 40 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Goenka is his name, Indian man. And that's where you learn that this was the way that the original Buddha practiced. This was the meditation. And there are texts that were written thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago that describe um, quantum mechanics. And so there's this Indian scientist, I don't know his name, this is what we were told in the meditation, that there's an Indian scientist who, you know, he knew about this meditation practice and he was a physicist. And so he started doing the practice or he started studying it. But somewhere in there is where he realized that, oh, shit, everything that they wrote about the subatomic world is actually relates to subatomic physics, particle physics. Um, and he realized there's, there was a harmony in there. And so as you go, you know, you talk about this, you know, elevating to the next dimension. No, like, again, you're going infinitely inwards, okay? If you know about the Mandelbrot set, the Mandelbrot set, check that out. Just look into it, the Mandelbrot set. When you look at the Mandelbrot set, again, in the Mandelbrot set is a mathematical equation that when you, one, you need a computer to actually do it. It was a theory at one point. And then finally, when they had computers where they could actually when they had computers where they could actually do these um, these equations, you realize how how intricate you realize how intricate and how deep this equation was, right? There's the Mandelbrot set. And then when you were when they were able to find because basically from what I understand, the equation it just it just keeps going. Like once you get the value, you put it now into the next, the other part of the equation, then it gives you a new value and you just keep, yeah, Mandelbrot. There you go. Who is the general? The Mandelbrot set. And it keeps recycling itself. And then when you plot the points of the Mandelbrot set, you see that it creates a pattern, a diagram. And so as you're going through this diagram now, or, or this, uh, you chart the points, you chart the points, right? It creates a shape, and this shape, it doesn't end. It just goes infinitely inwards, like you keep going deeper and deeper into the same shit. And this told me a lot because it told me, like, think about, like, time travel. I know we're going all the way, but I know people have the thirst for this type of information, too. This is my opinion now. When it comes to something like time travel, because theoretically and mathematically, it exists, we know that you can do it mathematically. And if we can, if, if math shows us that time travel is possible, 
then it's only a matter of time until it's actually able to be done. Yes, just like the Fibonacci sequence, something like that. But once you, this is my opinion now, you start going, you start time traveling. Because, you know, you, you listen to stuff from people who say they're time travelers and whatever. One thing, a common thing that I hear among ones who I think may really be, you can't ever return back to your actual time. You can return to something very similar, but it's probably going to be a few degrees off. It's not exactly where you came from. But that reminds me of the Mandelbrot set. Because if you see the Mandelbrot set, you'll know why I say that. Once you see that, you'll know exactly why I say that. Because you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, infinitely inwards into this fucking Mandelbrot set. So that how do you now come back out to your exact location, to the exact point where you began. You're not going to come exact. You're most likely not going to go right back to where you began. You can go pretty close to it, right? And if you travel in time, let's say you travel to the past, whatever future you go to is going to be a result of the past because now that now that past, which becomes your future, has you in it. So if you are changing something in it, it it's, you're not going to – it's not like, okay – Someone leaves this where we're at right now and goes into the past. Would you think shit's is gonna start changing around us? Like, oh, something happened. It must have been a time. No, like we are, we whatever we're living in. If someone has traveled into our past, the past that we actually lived or came from, that means that the reality that we live in is has already been manipulated by time travel. Plain and simple. I wasn't trying to go all the way left with this conversation, but that's just kind of where shit went. Again, you just got to be erudite. Be erudite. <laughs> Learn some shit outside of what you think is the knowledge you need to know, okay? Because I started talking about our melanated people and how so many people seem to know us and we don't know we ourselves enough. Art of war. Know your enemy. Know yourself. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yeah. So much to talk about this evening. We're just warming up the mic right now. You know how we do, ladies and gentlemen. We're just warming up the mic, getting cozy. Sipping some sauce this evening. You know, I guess I just had to give a shout out to Juneteenth and to history. So I'll say this too, right? Because this is the thing. This is why this is conversation is important to me too. Because especially amongst our melanated people, listen, there's a lot of divisions in the family right now. And it's petty divisions. And, you know, I've been kind of dipping into Twitter a little bit more, just seeing what's what's going on on Twitter. Oh, I'm just drinking sangria. I'm just keeping it light. I'm not a big drinker. But I've been dipping into black Twitter. That is a hostile environment. And I'm pretty sure a large percentage of the people causing fuck shit are like our feds. You know, they may have a black face on the profile, but I'm pretty sure they're not black people. 
there's this whole thing between Ados, Ados, African Americans, Caribbeans, and Africans, and all this squabbling going on. Listen, I come from I come from more of a, a Pan African type of philosophy. So, and and I know my history. So, when you know, like my people are Caribbean, I do have some roots in in the U.S. too. But then I also know I have direct roots in the Caribbean and direct roots in Africa. So to me, it's just a diaspora thing, you know, even when it comes to reparations. Like you got niggas over here squabbling about when reparations are paid, who's going to get them and who shouldn't get them. Like, really? Like, OK, do you think when when the Jews, when it was time to give reparations to the Jews, they talked about which Jews weren't going to get them? Hell no, no, nah, no. Nah. And, and this is the thing, because so now you see lines being drawn in the sand as if the United States government is going to be giving people reparations. Like, you think this government, you think the U.S. government, they, they will burn this bitch down before they give a nigga reparations. I promise you. <laughs> and then you're not even having the right conversation. And I, yeah, I would love for anyone to challenge me on this shit, too, you know, because th- these are conversations that need to be ha- had. And I'm seeing so much fuckery going on among the ranks. Like, this shit is just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, this, this country, they will literally burn this bitch down before they give anybody reparations. Right. My man knows. My man knows, you know, he, he, he got roots in the Mende in Sierra Leone. OK, I got Ghana. Sierra Leone, you know, Congo, all that stuff. Carib people, Carib people. And, and look, okay, you could have, you could be a descendant of slavery in this country. At what point did your people come here? Are they the Native Americans who were here? Because, you know, we got our black Native Americans for sure. Are you an Olmec Native American? Or do your people go back before the Olmecs, right? Some people are are descendant of the Olmecs. Your man, Clyde, Dr. Clyde Winters, Dr. Clyde Winters, okay? Olmec language and literature. It's one of these books, Olmec, Olmec writing and literature. Right, thank you. My brother hit it. Who was the general said it. The Olmec, <clears throat> the Olmec language was deciphered by... Using the Mende language. Okay? And then Clyde Winters, he's the one that did it. He is a, a, what do you call it, a linguist. Dr. Clyde Winters is an educator, anthropologist, and linguist. He has taught children and adults at elementary, high school, and education and linguistic courses at at Governor State University and St. Xavier University, Chicago. Dr. Winters is the author of hundreds of articles and books on anthropology, ancient black history, linguistics, and population genetics. He has six grown children and lives with his wife in the Chicago area. Omec language and literature tells the story of the Omec language. In it, you will learn that we, that we know the name of the Omecs is G, because this is the name they claim for the people who gave them writing. OLL is divided into two parts, but blah, 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 okay? This shit right here, this shit right here, nigga, this shit right here, 
<laughs> he, he shows how the Omic language was deciphered using the Mende language. And he tells you exactly which which part of the Mende language. They found, um, because the, the symbols that they were finding, they were finding in the deserts, in the Sahara. Okay? Because, and I'm trying to find where, there's a specific place in the Sahara where they said, oh, these are the same symbols that are in the Sahara. Because at a certain point, the Sahara was lush. It was uh, rainforest. You know, people were traveling through it uh, casually. And these Mende people who probably traveled west from East Africa left their hallmark all throughout. Oh, here we go. Did I find something? Okay. <clears throat> it's just an excerpt. Page 57, right? Okay, here we go. Page 56. The, the Proto-Omec or Manding people formerly lived in North Africa in the Saharan Highlands and Fezzan. Here the ancestors of the Olmecs left their oldest inscription written in the Manding script, which some people call Libigo Berber, even though they cannot read in Berber. Okay, So they try to, uh, they try to hide the, the true identity of the people by calling them different names. That's a whole other conversation. This was found at Oued, O-U-E-D, O-U-E-D, Meritotech, and dated by Wilson, 1940. This indicates that the Manding had writing 2,000 years before they settled the Gulf of Mexico. Okay? The Proto-Omec people lived in the highlands of the Sahara. Here we find numerous depictions of boats engraved in the rock formations that these people used to navigate the Sahara before it became a desert. That's right, because there was a whole river system or waterway that went across the Sahara. All right. The Proto-Omec probably used these boats to sail to Africa. The Omec, the first Americans to develop a number and math system, influenced their Mayan neighbors. Mayans borrowed much of their art and architecture from the Olmecs, including the pyramid structures that the Mayans are so famous for. The first of these great Mayan structures appeared between 400 BC and 150 AD. Although Wiener, 1922, if you know about Wiener, although Wiener and Sertima believe that the Manding only influenced the medieval Mexican empire, the decipherment of the Olmec scripts and a comparative analysis of the Olmec and Manding civilization show correspondence, okay? So that means they were communicating with each other, the Olmecs and the Mandings, they were communicating with each other. The most important finding of Wiener, because Wiener is the one that uncovered a lot of these Olmec heads and, and saw and noted, in 1920s, noted that they had African features, okay? The most important finding of Wiener was the identification of Manding inscriptions on the Tuxla statuette. That's, that's what did it, the Tuxtla statuette, T-U-X-T-L-A. If you look at it, that has Manding inscriptions on it, okay? Although Wiener was unaware of the great age of the Tuxla statuette, his correct identification of the African origin of the signs on the statuette helped us to decipher the Olmec script and lead to the determination that the Olmec spoke a Manding language. The linguistic evidence suggests around 1200 BC, when the Olmec arrived in the Gulf region, Mexico, a non-Mayan speaking group wedged itself between the Huastecs and the Maya. Okay? The Manding speakers were early associated with the navigation sailing along many ancient rivers that dotted North Africa in Neolithic times. These people founded civilization in the Tar in the Dar Tichit Valley between 1800 to 300 BC 
and other sites near the Niger River, which emptied into the Atlantic Oceans, okay? The Olmecs spoke a Manding language. This was probably the language used by the Olmec to inscribe the Tuxla statue. Wooten now, 1980. This theory has been confirmed by the decipherment of the Olmec inscriptions. Winters, 1979, 80, and 97. Due to, due, due to the early spread of the Manding language during the Olmec period, we would expect to find a large number of Olmec, Malinke, Bambara, loan words, Amarin languages. We would therefore assume that if the Olmec spoke a Mande Manding language, we would find Olmec Mande loan words in the Mayan and other languages spoken in Mexico. Okay, and it just goes on. Great book right here. Thank you. And who is the general said specifically it was at La Venta in Mexico that the Olmec laid the foundations of ancient America, marked by pyramid complexes, hieroglyph writing, a trait which was later to be assimilated by others. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And he also said the Olmec civilization was all pervasive, reaching Guatemala and Honduras to the west to central Mexico, Costa Rica and along the ancient American coast as far as Panama. See? Thank you. Thank you, brother. The earliest settlers in Central America date from 300 to 2000 BC, but the major civilization that preceded them all was the Olmec, which influenced the American civilization, including the Aztecs. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. See, so and so going back to this whole Eidos conversation and all that stuff, like, okay, if your people, yes, your people were here, were they Native Americans? Were they Olmec Native Americans? They were Olmec Native Americans. They still had their origins in Africa, okay? It, it, at the very least, they had communication and worked and, and cultural exchanges with the African continent, okay? The African continent for melanated people, that is our Zion. That is our Holy Land. That is our motherland right there, okay? Now, there is... Let me see if I have this book. I don't know if I have it. But there was a, a book written by Graham Hancock recently where Graham Hancock, um, he, he explains that basically the earliest, that, so basically there are two different genetic founders of the Americas, Okay. You had the so-called Red Indians, and then you had the Black Indians, okay, who looked more like Africans, Polynesians, right? And these are the people who they find in that 150,000 years ago, these people created civilizations in Southern America, South America, Central America, and traveled up into North America. So... Maybe some of the melanated people that we have, the black, so-called black people that we have in America, in, in the Americas, in North America, are in fact descendant from those peoples. Are they? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. When the slave trade was going on, you remember that, yes, they took people from the mainland and brought them to the Caribbean. They took people from the Caribbean and brought them to the mainland. Okay. There was a big exchange. So, and this is where my whole thing with the whole Eidos thing, right? Let's say because you got people now who are completely want to detach themselves from the African continent. Say, I'm not African. I'm American. I'm Native American. Which Native American are you, okay? Do you know which Native American you are? Are you part of the mound builders? Are you part of the Olmec civilization? Are you part of the people who have been here for hundreds of thousands of years? And how would you know? In this mainland, 
okay? The native and people who are claiming black native and who've been in this, who are in this uh, mainland, right? Did your, were your people always here and were enslaved in their home? Were your people brought up from the Caribbean, okay? Were the people who were here brought down to the Caribbean? I know like Pequots. Is it the Pequots? I believe some of the Pequots were brought down to Bermuda and other islands, okay? So you have people that we know, and they look like us, you know what I'm saying? They look pretty much like us, maybe a little lighter than me, some of them. But, but how many of them, how many people who are now claiming this is their land, how many of them were brought up from other places from the Caribbean, right? Right, thank you, my brother. Five to 7% of the Africans that were brought over to this hemisphere were brought to the United States, into the colonies, right? But there were melanated people here, okay? And at the same time, as far as I'm concerned, as far as what I understand, we are still all related. We are all mixed up, okay? There have been... African people, Caribbean people coming here the whole time, all throughout the all throughout the period of slavery and afterwards, all right? And more importantly, when you're talking about something like reparations, it's an international issue. And you can't have a serious conversation about reparations until you start talking internationally. Because one we technically don't even need reparations because in this country alone, we have so much money. I think we're at 1.2 or $1.5 trillion <laughs> where, where if we just put that money together, pool those resources, we wouldn't need any of this shit, okay? Dr. King said it back in 1968, the day before they killed him, that we would be the ninth or 10th richest country in the world, in the fucking world. Dr. King said that. Imagine Black History Month, the shortest, coldest month of the year. Has they hit us with the I have a dream speech, I have a dream. They keep hitting us with I have a dream because they want niggas dreaming. What if they hit you with the ninth or 10th richest country in the world speech, okay? If you pool your resources, he said, I mean, Dr. King in his mountaintop speech, it, you know, and people try to clown Dr. King like, yeah, you know, they, they used him for a while. But I guess it, in the, the last hours of his life, he got fed up, you know, the last year of his life, really. The last year he said it. He said it. That his Riverside speech, which was a year to the day that they finally shot him and killed him. He said that I can no longer tell you to be nonviolent. Basically, because I'm not going to be a hypocrite. How can I tell you to be nonviolent, young black man, when but then promote the war in Vietnam with other brown people? You know, that shit makes no sense. Nah, we're not doing that. So, you know, Dr. King, that's what he started. That's the message he started promoting. And the night before he got killed, and I believe that was an impromptu speech too. And he went up there and he told the people that you need to... Um, couple your boycott with economic withdrawal okay he said all these companies all these corporations the wonder bread and coca-cola all these people who are doing wrong 
by you. Just take your money. Just take your money away from them. Set up uh, black-owned insurance companies. We have some black-owned insurance companies established. Put your money over there. Economic withdrawal. We don't need them, but they need us, and we're going to show them how much they need us, okay? That's what he said. That's what they said before the – that's what he said before they killed him. Thank you, Tony Tone. Yeah, that's right, Dr. King. Yeah, yeah, the U.S. government killed Dr. King. That was discovered in 1999 on, on record, you know. His, his, um, his lawyer, I believe his lawyer is, was William Pepper. And funny enough, William Pepper was also the, uh, the attorney for his shooter. Was it James Earl Ray? Yeah, for James Earl Ray. He was also the attorney for James Earl Ray. So how did that happen? And it was determined that the U.S. government was involved in it. They had shooters. They had uh, uh, sharpshooters that, that shot Dr. King. Dr. King, when he got shot. Now, listen, you saw the video where the, the brother, he said that he had to step out of the way so that the shooter could get a clear shot. Um, Listen, folks, you got to go... <laughs> Go to onthewakeupradio.com, folks, onthewakeupradio.com. Go to the radio station and listen in through there. Yeah, because I'm starting to talk about some shit right now. So that's what happens. Anytime, <laughs> anytime they start, any time we start to talk about some hot shit, they start to mess with the audio. That's why we tell you, you can stay on the IG live, but go to onthewakeupradio.com so you can listen clearly. Because now we're telling on them. We're telling on these motherfuckers right now, okay? So, according to his attorney, uh, William Pepper, I believe is his name, he said that, one, they, they discovered that it was a, a three-man team that shot Dr. King and took him out. But also, that at the hospital, Dr. King lived. Dr. King was alive when they brought him to the hospital. The, the, the one bootlicking Negro, he said he had to move out the way so that the shooter could get a clear shot at him. So that was Dr. King's man, right? fucking bootlegging Negro. But then Dr. King at the hospital, it came out that while they were in there tending to Dr. King because he was alive, you had a couple feds come in there and they told everyone to get out of the room. And they suffocated Dr. King with a pillow to make sure that he was dead, right? And then they spit on him and called him a filthy nigger or something like that. That's how Dr. King really died, okay? It came out, this ain't conspiracy theory. This shit came out, it's all out in the open right now. That's the type of shit that they should tell us on during Black History Month, the shortest, coldest month of the year, you know? Go to onthewakeupradio.com, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in there, and you can listen uh, comfortably to this conversation. You can keep the IG on, but if you go to onthewakeupradio.com, you will be able to listen to this conversation without interference, okay? So, let me see. Right. So, again, talking all this, you know, yeah, yeah, that's that's what really happened. You could look into that, too. William Pepper. Look up William Pepper. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff on him. He was um on the Carl Nelson show. Hey, Carl Nelson, the WOL radio out of D.C. Carl Nelson is on point, interviews a lot of great guests, and William Pepper is one of the guests that he uh, he's had on them, I think, several times. Um, so all that to say, 
going back now, right? My brother mentioned IET. Oh, yeah, yeah, they suffocated him, man. That's how he really died. It, it's funny because if you've seen that Boondocks episode where he was shot and went into a coma, I almost feel like that was a play on that. Because let's say he got shot and wasn't suffocated. He might have even lived from that. Yeah. That's just something for people to think about, you know. But that that's really neither here nor there. That's just a little history, you know. And, again, like, that stuff's, that information is great to know. But what's that going to do for us right now? You know, it's good information. It's good to share. It's good to give us a better perspective on what we're dealing with. But this is on some survival shit right now, right? So my man even mentioned the the, the nation of IET. One thing, and, you know, keep this as brief as possible. When IET had their revolution, remember, you had brothers and sisters from all over the diaspora come down there and fight with the Aishian people, okay? Yes, it was Aishianists, but it was also Jamaicans. It was people from all over the Caribbean, people from mainland America, too, that came over there and fought. You had Africans straight from Africa who were fighting. You had the indigenous Carib peoples who were fighting, okay? When IET, and, and IET, they, they beat up the Spanish the British and the French, the most powerful nations in the fucking world and created the first true free nation in the world and in the modern world, in the Western Hemisphere. Okay? Yeah, I know. You got to go to onthewakeupradio.com for the clear audio. The Haitian people. Haiti was the first true free nation in the modern world and in the Western Hemisphere. Um, they, they fought off the British. They brought off the Spanish, the British, and the French. They freed the whole island of Hispaniola. That means Haiti. That means what we call Haiti and Dominican Republic. It wasn't just Haiti. It wasn't just IET. It was the whole, it was the whole island. And when IET was created, they created the Citadel, okay? And the Citadel, I can't remember how many... Tens of thousands of people could could go and, and and basically seek refuge in the citadel in IET. But when the island was liberated, that was a place for all melanated peoples to come down there and and, and basically seek refuge. It was a nation that was constructed and that was liberated for all of us to come through. Okay, so you know. I hear one one conversation I hear is how all these other uh, black people are are hanging on the coattails of 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 Ados and and you know black Americans. It's like yeah, to a certain extent. Oh shit, it's my brother. What's up, man? Yo, you saw you saw the text message I sent you? Yeah, I did. That shit, bro. I can't make this shit up, man. I don't see you on stream, y'all, brother. I hear you, but I do not see your visual. Oh, now I see. See, Helen Keller, go away. (laughs) Yeah, brother. Yup, finally got my brother Mason. Yeah, I'm just over here spinning about history, man, because, you you know, it's funny because Juneteenth, I was out, you know, in the midst of the Juneteenth celebrations. And it was so nice to see my brothers and sisters out there 
getting along with each other. Couldn't tell from what area of the diaspora they hailed, but you know, they were there. They were black. They were melanated. And then just seeing all the, the confusion that's being stirred up amongst the people right now as far as whether you're African-American, Black Native American, Caribbean, whatever it is. You know, in the end of the day, we're all in this together. And throughout history, we have all fought together. And so many of us were brought from different places, whether you were brought from the Caribbean here early on, you were brought from here down to, to the Caribbean, brought to Africa. In the end of the day, we're all in this fight together. And that's the bottom line of what I was talking about. What about the paper genocide? You know what I mean? Fooling folks to believe that they came from another region of the of the planet when in turn they are from that particular demographic that they are, you know what I mean? But if you don't have a stake to the land you stand on, you don't know yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. when are we going to come to egregious with that? Are we supposed to trust this fucking government every goddamn five minutes we see them fucking up? But, like, oh, trust the vaccination, Tuskegee experiments. It's always a fucking quick rebuttal. But, like, when are we going to touch on serious fucking subject content, like what we're saying? You know what I mean? Like, we can talk rep- reparations. What did, I saw a meme with uh, Joe Biden. It's like, I'll be goddamned if I'm going to be responsible or feel sorry for something that happened 300 years ago or some shit <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> this thing is an issue like 72 and shit. Right. You're not black. You don't vote for me. You're not black. Nonetheless, it's a fucking same insult to intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of what we were talking about, too. What I was talking about, even with the reparations conversation, where this is just my opinion from, you know, what I've researched over the years, there's not going to be reparations for just blacks in America. If you're not talking about the full diaspora, they, you're not talking about reparations because it's something that impacted all of us. And it's not just the U.S. government that did it. Because you got to remember, there were corporations who were involved in this. And these corporations today are multinational corporations. They still have pull. They still have money. And a lot of what they, what they have today is all for the backs of slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at, was it? It was either New York Life or Aetna. I can't remember one of those insurance companies because you know they had slave insurance. Oh, they're licking off something out there. They had slave insurance, and so I can't remember which one it was, New York Life or Aetna. But on their website, they say, "Oh yes, yes, we did have slave insurance." But uh, 600 other companies had slave insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Shame the devil, nigga. Shame the devil. (laughs) Sent these niggas a recall roster. Everybody participated in shit. Like, it wasn't just us. (laughs) But then again, it just goes with the, oh, we're sorry. Like, Like, with the church, the forgiveness, the quick to forgive, you know what I mean? Agenda. The, like the beta male buck breaking proverb, like 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 regurgitated fucking ethos. Oh, forgive you, forgive you, forgive you. God forbid, motherfuckers got mad. There's so much to be justified about. But then again, we still keep seeing these fucking examples day to day of motherfuckers getting fucking drug out of cars, or tased for no for you know, just escal- extreme escalation of force and just the disrespect. That you see in a municipal fucking law enforcement officer 
from that that's supposed to trust to fucking protect you and you know what i mean with your tax dollars you still allow this shit but motherfuckers are there with cameras like ah just recording just recording just recording it's a method it's not weird but motherfuckers that walk around with masks and whatever have you that a condition it's they're done they're done riding in the car with a mask alone you're done you know what i mean oh i didn't even know you're not gonna be a fucking hyper vigilant fucking fucking freedom fighter anytime soon <laughs> you know what i mean that's fucking it's not there we need to address this shit, bro because it, we keep going down this fucking road yeah we talk about fucking reparations one minute we talk about getting fucking uh financially castrated with vaccinations and compliance or whatever when these motherfuckers are getting caught left and right when do we think we're gonna get you know what I mean, real currency or real some type of fucking incentive to ease the fuck up right like, what does reparations look like you know what i mean oh black folks don't pay taxes like like what is that like what are we gonna like you know what i mean we're not gonna give them all money are we like Thank you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you fucking like? Let's talk turkey, shit. <laughs> right, 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 thank you. Is it just gonna be money? You know, like I hear more conversation amongst black people in this country about who should not receive reparations. But, Ooh. but I'm gonna ask you, right, John? Do the Jews talk about who shouldn't receive reparations? Well, look at where taxpayers' dollars have gone. Israel ain't getting a fucking thing. You know what I mean? That shit should stop. As far as reparations, you want to entertain reparations? Let's stop foreign aid for a while. <laughs> the fuck we giving money away? You niggas out here like you throwing? It's like throwing cement onto a fucking finished concrete wall. Just throwing more on it. It's a mess. It's a mess. Just keep adding it. Just keep fucking going. It's like a glob of fucking monstrosity. It's like it's illogical. If the need is not there, you know what I mean. But it's like. Okay, you niggas is running the fucking national debt in the goddamn ground. Been up, done up. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna entertain? Are we gonna fucking start giving out laffy taffy and shit? All oh, the money is useless. You know what I mean? Like, right. And that's another thing. Like, are, are we gonna? Are they? When they give us reparations, it might be the hyper hyperinflated Weimar Republic dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh here you go, niggas. Everyone, a million dollars for everyone. When when you know. <laughs> Five hundred thousand is you're gonna need that to buy a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, you get your reparations, all right. And these motherfuckers are still coming, going to their offices at the treasury and whatever else have you, going to their jobs, passing other tax-paying citizens on the street, just unsavory looks. You know what I mean? But nobody gonna get touched. We don't live in that country type. We don't live in that type of fucking society. Oh my God! Politician got shivved in the fucking surface station. Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Motherfucker just left slumped in a fucking train car and shit by himself. Like, <laughs> hear what happened to the Federal Reserve Board, guys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like I doubt we're ever gonna hear that. You, you said you sent me that video where some politician, I can't remember what country, got thrown in the dumpster. <laughs> and when he tried to get up, they pushed his ass down like, nah, nigga. <laughs> Disrespected this nigga's skull. Like, sit the fuck down, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it was like Norway or Iceland or some, some fucking way, you know what I mean? But like, that was a, a testimony of, of what, you know what I mean? Like, niggas ain't untouchable. Yeah, you got thrown in the dumpster, motherfucker, with your life. You went home embarrassed. Yes, you went home, right. You went home embarrassed. Right. Rise up. 
Because it could have went fucking left quick. Motherfucker got, instead of that hand, that could have been a blade on your fucking neck. And you would have died on camera like two times. Ha ha. Ha ha. This is a cost. Quick repetition and the. Just ate his throat with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. Real. Yo. Yo. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just like, I got the circumstances, bro. Like, my fucking brakes went out, bro. My shit was cut. So I cut my motherfucking brake lines, bro. Oh, I so said, it's cut. The motherfuckers announced. I said, oh, my God. That's what took me so long to get on. I said, yo, this is happening right now. E break, come on, come on, e break. Like, I motherfucker. I said, oh my God. Look at that motherfucker. I said, I be goddamn. What we always say, man, may your wet team be sloppy. Ladies and gentlemen. That shit's for real. That shit's for real, though, bro. Like, I got, I got shit parked outside, but I'm like, yo, we just to go through that. Like, oh, like, I was just on a highway and shit. Turns up, like, so that, man. Chicken with left, but it's like uh circumstances, you know what I mean? That's what I was dealing with. Now where are we because I ain't watching news, uh, you know, my head in the sand. Where are we with uh the tenacity of following up with Fauci's emails as far as DC's concerned? Like throwing that nigga to the wolves at this point, man. Um I, this is my opinion. I think Fauci is, you know, their sacrifice. Like, okay, Anthony, you had a good run, but you know what time it is. You know, on some Hydra shit, like sacrificing himself for the cause. Because those emails, how were they able to access those emails in the first place? It wasn't a hack. It was a FOIA request, from what I understand. Uh-huh. It's out there. You know, I saw something floating around about they're going to, Reduce his salary to zero dollars, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so just in time for his book to get published. <laughs> Eat <laughs> off this nigga, <laughs> like eighty pages or some shit. I got a fucking remember the, the, the elementary school the highlights pamphlets. He, he's, oh, he did yeah, a good yeah. job. Found you book like a highlight pamphlet. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah, bro, that, that's what I think, you know. I just think they're throwing him to the wolves at this point, I think. And that's why what made me do that post from, what was it? Not the post, the ad from a, a week or two ago with Bane. Like, there can be no true despair without hope. <laughs> ripped him from the decadent nest. <laughs> ripped from that decadent nest. <laughs> I love that shit. Love that shit. And you see, even Bane did all of that, but his plan was ultimately to poison the people and starve them out. It wasn't to liberate them, but he nah. was hope because hope poisons the mind. That's what I think of the Fauci shit. I hope I'm wrong, but hope poisons the mind. It gets people, oh, yes, you know, maybe something's happened. Maybe we'll finally get some justice, but you got a fucking blackout that people aren't addressing. You got food shortages that people shit that there's no, you know, there's no stopping that train, really. As far as I know, like, I don't. All we got to do is just blow the tracks and let the people out of the cattle cars (laughs) one car at a time. That's how you stop the train. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so, okay, so, so, um, how do we? 
could we now bring this metaphor into practical reality? With just someone on the table. It goes the financial castration aspect again. Like you got people that can snuff these problems right the fuck out, and they are in positions of opportunity to do that. But there is no unit cohesion in mm. these echelons of fucking government. You don't know who to trust in your fucking cuticle. You know what I mean? It's like real life hydronology. Mm. It's like you know what I mean? Oh my god! Like. Out here snuffing judges and fucking or attempting to snuff judges and fucking shoot people in the chest. Don't nobody want that sauce. So we're all gonna be we're all gonna be down like this until alphas and sigma motherfuckers that have the skill sets that'll be like, you know what? I want some born and doing shit. Like no log cabins for me, motherfucker. Mm. Let me let me do this from RT News. I'm glad you said that. <clears throat> from June twentieth, twenty twenty one. Headline, Belgium's anti-lockdown Rambo found dead in the woods where he was hiding. I heard about that. You heard about that shit. A body found in the woods in Belgium on Saturday belonged to a rogue soldier who fled his unit a month ago with an arsenal of weapons and threatened to assassinate the country's top virologist, the Belgian Defense Ministry said. A massive manhunt involving the Belgian army and police and the militaries of neighboring Germany and the Netherlands was launched after the disappearance of veteran sniper Jürgen Konings on May 17th. The 46-year-old soldier with combat experience in Iraq and Afghanistan snatched several anti-tank missiles, a machine gun, a handgun, and a bulletproof vest from a military warehouse and left notes containing death threats against Belgium's top officials before he went missing. This motherfucker didn't leave notes. And this is why I think this shit is fishy. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's some scapegoat shit. That's some cannon fodder shit. Straight cannon fodder. Virologist Mark Van Ranst, who had a hand in the COVID-19 restrictions in Belgium, was on that hit list and ended up being placed in a safe house by the authorities. In one of his messages, Konings explained that he, quote, could no longer live in a society where politicians and virologists have taken everything away from us, end quote, and warned that he wasn't planning to surrender peacefully. I think that shit, I think that's scapegoat shit, just like you said. That's like European Mayak report shit, you know what I mean? Okay. Number one terror threat is not Mujahideen, Hezbollah, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, none of that shit is fucking returning veterans with particular skill sets and, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a culling. It's a culling, man. Like, if you too good, what was this man's track record in Iraq and Afghanistan? You know what I mean? Why would you premeditatively give away every opportunity of fucking surprise? Thank you. Thank you. Fuck, what novel are we living in? Exactly. Thank you. Like, he, he, he did enough by just absconding with the things that he left me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he left notes all over. Like, catch me if you can. Like, what is this? Fucking, you know what I'm saying? G.I. Joe, Cobra, nigga? Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then, but then they found him dead in the woods. Self in, self-inflicted gunshot wound. They probably sent a Spetsnaz for him and said, nah, we can use this <laughs> for a political purpose right now. We got, they, they have technology where they can apparently 
locate a fucking specific bee, heartbeat, from the distance from the Earth to the fucking moon, allegedly, right? It's technology that, that exists. I was looking at this uh, thing a while back. If you can do that, if you can home so fucking fine tune or anything, ain't nobody running around no motherfucker with like, oh yeah, you can't see me. I've got my mylar blanket. There's no heat, heat, you know, heat thermal imaging. I right? fuck out of here. Like they know where you are. You know exactly where you are. Like that was it's set up. If you if, if if it was gonna if it was gonna happen, that man, forty six years old, that skill set. That nigga wouldn't have been in the motherfucking woods. If he wanted to hit them niggas, he would have been in an urban environment in the back of a van on some prone shit, some John Lee Malvo, let's get busy in the bush type shit. Exactly. Like, what are we talking exactly. about? Catch me if you can, again, uh, and off into the woods. <laughs> Yelling that shit in Finnish or whatever. Like, then you're not me. However, the fuck exactly. that shit's up. And then kill themselves. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But it makes a great story and a great scapegoat, just like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, now they can say, hey, look, we found this body of this guy who's crazy on some Mayak report. Just like you said. Come on, they had uh military from the Netherlands and from Germany coming to find this guy. Really? The Belgian military don't find him? And you tell it, and you, and it's how real it is, is how these both mili- both these militaries were sent, obviously obeying orders, but are you telling me none of these other troops sympathized with what this man was fucking trying to do once they got this warning order of what they had to go do and catch, oh, this is the threat? Well, shit, I kind of agree with his uh, ethos. I mean, it does make sense. What's happened the last couple of years? Like, should we be hunting him? You know what I mean? Like, what's going through the minds of logical men that have actually learned these skill sets? Either you fucking play the game or you get cultivated. You get uh, 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 castrated, financially castrated, or put to death. Right. It's kind of like Chris Dorner. He became a bit of a cult hero as he was out there avoiding these militaries, you know, where people, they, they looked at him as kind of a hero because, like, nah, he's right. He's fighting this lockdown shit. I saw a picture of, you know, he was showing a guy holding a sign with his name on it. Prisoner. And that's sad though, but there's but if it's not reposted, or even if it is reposted, they have like these these censoring shit. All this shit is just like there's gonna be a blackout, bro. That's the only logical fucking check that that's gonna happen soon on this timeline before this fucking year is out, before fall. I'm thinking August, late July. There's gonna be a blackout probably for like a week. Imagine that. Uh, blackout for a few days. Niggas lose their mind in 10 minutes. Lights go out, man. Doesn't take much. They wrote the thin veneer of human civilization. Yo, that was your line from show number one. Day uh-huh. one. That's Sean Hess. That's Sean Hessen shit, but that's real shit. That's real shit. It's like, you know, people are pretend to be civil. Motherfuckers are, are feral. You know what I mean? Like, Ted. They most, you know, these Anglos, for the most part, like when they have no uh, fear of self-governance from their own. Mm-hmm. Imagine why the niggas are like, 
motherfuckers be at, like I saw this article a while back. <laughs> Some weird motherfucker uh flayed another man in his living room. So weird. She met white people meeting. Remember that shit? Remember that shit? And open the door with the cops. Cops are like, yeah, what's up? Wow shit. Calm shit, calm shit. But talking to the cop, when the cop when the cop came to the door, nigga dangling from the ceiling and shit, like back all exposed like a flyway. Like, but that's the type of shit imagination these niggas got when they left to their own devices. Imagine a black girl. Motherfuckers out here with all these horror movies. I want to play a game. Right, like real time, like, oh man, I've been working on this dungeon for five years and the day has come. You know what I'm saying? Like middle of the city type shit. You're right, bro. You don't know what type of sick shit is just out there waiting. You remember the dude that had the little girls in his uh, basement? We ain't oh my God. this dude. Dick, but we didn't have a clue that two girls was in that house. She said, please help me get out. Dick, if we. Dick, if we. I was like, oh shit. Like, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's that was that was the, that was the, the the bond, the ultimate bond of trust. You don't break that bond of trust. We ain't, we broke. I ain't break bread. We broke ribs. We ripped flesh off of ribs, nigga. You know it's funny because I I I was talking about that earlier in the show too. Talking about all that coming to the cookout, just like you said. That is like <laughs> I, I promise you. I spent like I had a fucking twenty minute diatribe. Respect the respect of coming to the cookout and eating Big Mama's food, and you know, if we're breaking bread with you, it's a sign of the utmost sign of respect mm-hmm. and honor, you know. And we expect you to come with a certain etiquette when you come to our table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? and that's why the brother was so, you know, he was flabbergasted. He said, "We ribs with this dude." <laughs> <laughs> Your facial expressions was genuine with this shit just that like. <laughs> Yo, hold on, wait, hold on. I want to look at some. I'm gonna try to find some shit real quick, bro. Mm-hmm. Find some shit, man, because we got yeah. stuff to talk about Because yeah. um, you heard about this mask mandate being up, right? Nah, I ain't here. Yeah, they, apparently there's no mask mandate now, and, and we said this before. Like, watch when they can say that the fucking pandemic is over. We beat COVID. You will still see niggas walking around with the mask on. It's incredible. I saw a motherfucker was at a pool. Somebody had a video of a motherfucker swimming in a fucking a hotel pool with a mask on. I said, bro, what's a rap? Rolled out Terry Crews. Which is not intelligent. Right. Idiotic. <laughs> that shit is like... It's beyond idiotic. I mean, yeah, it's idiocracy, you know? Because I guarantee you, there are people who are mentally retarded who know not to do that shit. You never go for retard. Like a motherfucker out here looking like the Toxic Avenger and fucking uh, uh, the motherfucker from Goonies had a child or some shit. Fucking eye up here. Fucking other eye down here and shit. Just like subdermal body armor strong as hell. You never go for retard. I know better. Don't strip with the mask on. Don't swim with the mask. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I just saw, um, what is this? I'm trying to, 
It says uh, World Affairs Brief, right? Check this out. Four British Airways pilots dead following COVID-19 injections while Spain and Russia prohibit vaccinated from air travel. What a fucking cosmic irony. I just want to get your vaccine passport or stay where you are. Now you niggas got to stay where the fuck y'all at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, this was brought out. This brought out the usual corporate media quote fact checkers to try to debunk the man's claims. Reuters responded with a quote fact check, but in their own investigation, it reported that they confirmed that not only did these three die, but a fourth one as well. They gave the usual corporate media response by quoting some health authorities who categorically stated that their deaths had, quote, nothing to do with the shots while not denying that they died, nor giving any other explanations for their deaths. This is uh, son. This is today. Hey, I'm going to send this to you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like, but like, look at this shit, bro. Like the fact that... The, like the fourth, like, like the logic that's not that's not that's not addressed. Like I got motherfuckers, like I got the I got I got the vaccine, and 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 I just want to get it just to be getting. I got the second shot today. I was around somebody. I said, oh, mm-hmm. I backed the fuck up. I was like, I want to play dominoes. No, no, I'm playing dominoes. I was getting fucked up earlier in the daytime. I don't know, it was a, cere- a ceremony, but we that conversation came up. My some older individuals, or, you know, brothers and shit, like in their 60s and shit. I'm like, damn, dude, but the shark with it, Marines. I'm like, you got that shit? Oh, they're just trying to, like, and I'm sitting there showing the proof, like, you heard about Fauci's emails? You heard about this? You seen this? And then it's like, you could see. The oh fuck, set in in a person's facial features like, like well, well, it's like it's nothing we could do now, but it's like in their own mind they're like, well, fuck, like we're trying to like down, like dial it down because that enthusiasm that you thought you knew was right a second ago, it's like dangerous shit, bro. And yeah, and it's like sometimes that's how we got to give it to people at this point. Like nah, like pump your brakes, buddy. Let me tell you a couple of things. Yo, I was having a conversation, yo, because now if I find fence riders, I'd be in their ear like, don't get that fucking shot. Don't get that shot. I'm going to tell you, you say, why. You say, what you say? You, if you find who? Fence riders. Oh, yeah. yeah who are on the yeah. fence about getting it. I start talking about the spike protein. I tell them yeah. to look at and just do it like that, you know? Like, yo. COVID at this point is a vascular disease. They know it's a vascular disease. It's not a respiratory disease. Whatever it is, it's vascular in nature. That's why you have all the blood clots. This artificial spike protein that people's bodies are now generating, it has an affinity to the gonads, the ovaries, the liver, the spleen, the heart, and it can breach the blood-brain barrier and the lungs, okay? So that's why you have people with all these adverse events. The bears, adverse event, Vaccine event reporting system, they have up around at least 400,000 adverse events because they have 4,000 something on there now. But that's about 1% of the actual cases. Okay? <coughs> yeah, about 1%. 
So yeah, that's over 400,000 adverse events and how many deaths alone, okay? This, this is the color. They, they, they added, they cooked the books on their website. I heard they changed a bunch of numbers around, but it's like the fact that these continued breaches of trust and these niggas put their cat cards and doors and computers the next day, they commit another breach of trust and another and another with their fucking resources and they're not checked. So, but we are, we've created a, a beta, a beta uh, fucking society. Like, this is the culling. The motherfuckers that are not getting the shots, we're going to be the ones that fucking reproduce and shit later on down the line. We're going to have the ones that have the fucking, the codex is going to live on. Motherfuckers that, that have these, don't have the, uh, uh, the reasoning capacity to, like, hold up. Someone gets a shot to get the shot. Take a bitch in the fucking selfie. Like, you don't deserve to be around. And that's how they look at it. Because if you stick your fucking hand with a fucking fork in a wall socket, you deserve what you get. You know what's going to happen. Haven't you not learned not to trust governments? Yet you got keys to doors and trust it with responsibilities in some sphere of influence that you control. But in the real world, you're a fucking dummy. Tuskegee experiments. You still trust the niggas? Apparently. They were doing experiments. I mean, come on. They, like, they've been doing experiments even in our lifetime. You know, I'm doing 30, 39, 37, right? Yeah. I'm thinking it's November, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've been on this earth less than 40 years. And in our lifetime, the CDC has done experiments on people. They were doing the MMR experiments on the children in Los Angeles, 1,500 children. They tested the MMR and experimental MMR vaccine on them, didn't tell their parents. They were also testing it on children in Africa and Haiti, and they found that the young girls were dying from it, so they stopped the experiment. 1989 to 1991. This didn't hit the newspapers until 1996, okay? I remember 96. I was 14 in 1996. You know, that's when that shit went public. The CDC, when I was 14 years old, B. You know, the fuck Tuskegee experiments, if that's too long ago for people, even though that ended mm-hmm. when my big sister was born. You know what I mean? It's not, it wasn't that long ago. And, it, and Tuskegee only ended because I believe it was the nurse who was the whistleblower who had had enough and she finally blew the whistle on it. They would have kept that shit going. But you see, like, the fact that that had to be the catalyst for change, a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. And what is usually the reward for a whistleblower? Financial castration and death? Yes. Yet this is supposed to be a democracy of justice, so help us God and whatever have you, like, Bro, like, it, like the fact that we have all these situations. You know what I was listening to earlier? George Carlin, right? Ooh. If that motherfucker was alive, the material that that nigga would have to work with. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was listening to some material I heard. I've heard. I haven't heard. It's like on Spotify or whatever. We was playing dominoes. 
motherfuckers is in stitches. But I said that to him. I was like, yo, imagine if that man was alive. Then he'd be president. There'd be too much shit. He'd be, he'd have so much influence that people would have to fucking start inquisitive investigations into shit with tenacity. Because it's, it starts with humor on stage, but that man's legacy for too long. He's another one that I believe that got cold. Yeah, I think so. Right. Too much, too much influence. He went in on some, to the hospital on some little pneumonia shit and didn't make it out. Like, what? Like, I remember, like, he walked himself into the hospital and never walked out. He was one of them. He didn't go in the hospital on a, on a stretcher and in the ambulance. From what I remember, from what I remember, they say he walked into the hospital with pneumonia or some shit and he didn't make it out. But just like you said, that you know, and that was around what two thousand six or something like that. I think it was like three or four or something. It was early like that. Okay. I don't know. Probably I might, man. We might be right. Sure. But I remember, and you're right because I remember George Carlin. I remember his HBO special back in the nineties that I had that he had, and that's where I first uh, got to really witness George Carlin. Oh shit! Okay. Two- 2008, yeah, June 22nd. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. That's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, rest in power, George Carlin. Wait, no, no. Wait, wait. It's to the, today. What's today? The 21st right now? Okay, good. Yeah. My deposition tomorrow on the 22nd. I was make sure. I was like, what? Yeah. But just the fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I was just saying, but you're right. Like, he I, he definitely sparked something in my mind. I remember listening to his, his special on HBO, and it was funny as hell, but I was like, yo, motherfucker's right, you know? He was somebody where, as a as a kid, where I could be like, nah, there's something else going on in this world, and this adult right here is co-signing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Making me want to know more and not trust the government, because I already didn't trust them. You know that UFO shit. That's a whole other thing. Mm. <laughs> the tenacity of, uh, uh, well, not the tenacity, the wrong, uh, wrong articulation. The, the the amount of fucking footage of extraterrestrial fucking videos that have come out on social media. It's a lot. We're we sitting here entertaining shit. It's like, why can't we get the goddamn die that Dice, how do you pronounce it? The D I C or D was it Diseca Dicekian? What the fuck? I'm just raping the goddamn name. Hold on. Dicekian D I C Y A D I C N. I'm bad at drinking. Goddamn, Oliver, get your ass on my face. Dicekian. 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 That shit is so. Illegal though, apparently. Like I'm sitting there reading, reading about it. They like, like uh, lab doctors can get it all the heroin, fentanyl, cocaine, whatever they want for fucking child experience. This particular fucking dye is illegal. Mm-hmm. If you make a window using two planes of glass with this dye, sometimes the CIA mentioned often yields. Hold on. You can see auras apparently and extraterrestrial fucking craft and whatever have you. This is very interesting. Right. And right. So the doctor who developed that like late 1800s, early 1900s, whatever his name was, 
basically he was using this dye, this dye cyanide glass, this dye cyanide dye, putting it on glass to teach the eye how to see auras. But ultimately, it wasn't a permanent fixture. It was to use it for a time to teach your eye how to see them, and then you didn't need it anymore. But when I was looking into that, it was saying that cobalt blue glasses basically do the same thing, or are supposed to do the same thing. Hey, yo, can I be Roddy Rod Piper and you be Keith David? We can find an alleyway. You can hit me with a metal trash can a couple of times. You gotta find a Nova. You gotta find a park Nova to, to kick me into and shit. Like, ah, put the goddamn glasses on. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, that was one of the illest fight scenes ever. Because it, like, it looked like uncut, you know what I mean? Just these two motherfuckers just going at it. Like, it looked like a real fight. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Roddy Rod Piper and shit. He was the shit in the 80s, was killed. Mm-hmm. But the message, you know what I mean? Like, to see that. In that field of damn Oliver, in the field of need to personify that in film to get the message out, then could you like testimony? Look at this world. Imagine if we had, if imagine if that shit got dropped off like crates of guns in Chicago alleys. This die glasses, just like you know what I mean. Like imagine, imagine. Imagine just storefronts just getting coated with these, with the, you know what I mean? Just like your motherfuckers just go to work next day, just as like you inside your shop, you see a fucking reptilian walk past. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> nigga, the GNC put stock and vitamins and some shit, just like a wall somewhere. You just don't even know somebody fucking did you a service at night when the store was closed. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck is that? Like, mm-hmm. I sir. I'd like to buy this, and you like. <laughs> but why? I mean, we got dye suppressed now. I'm just finding out about this like the other like, a couple weeks ago yeah. when I saw, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But when old the old dude had to, uh, he put it up to, and saw the, the the fucking cup, the extraterrestrials, or the Russian guy. I said he was like, he's like, you got to put it with Oliver. What are you doing, man? And he, like, but that was testimony, bro. Like, why is this a thing that's that that's hush hush to talk about? Is it shows more mis dis, um uh, use of mistrust, breaches of trust, and shit within our, our government? Now I want it. Now I don't want to stop. Now I want to find out. You know what I mean? Who's got access to it? Exactly. How can we fucking create a fucking uh, a fucking artificial fucking replica of this fucking uh? Compound, perhaps, like the properties of it, like that's a service that all scientists, all scientists should be looking for. Like, lab. Imagine you, you are uh, uh, universities and shit. I'm sorry. I was saying the cold, the cobalt blue, the cobalt, the cobalt blue pigmented glass is supposed to do something very similar to that, if not the same thing. Mm. It's illegal in this country, right? It's nothing to go overseas to get a medical procedure in another country. I've got LASIK in the Philippines, bitch. If this <laughs> Russian got this glass in Russia, shit, bro, right. be, over, be over there and shit, coming back with some new glasses and shit. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. These ain't for sale. 
Oh, these are replacement lenses for the frames and shit. Right. Like, exactly. Exactly. That's a loophole to fucking to find out. Is this only uh, restricted in the United in the continent of the United States? That's what I like to know. And how you pronounce it again? I'm just so fucking. I'm just like a. I'm sitting and staring at it, but my my dyslexic ass like. Duh. I think it's dicyanine. I don't know, man. I'm just dicyanine. I'm just I'm just pronouncing it. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Mm. Dicyanine. That's what it looks like to me. But blue cobalt, it's the closest thing to it. Now, I would love to see like. There's some, somebody's gonna come out with this. There's gonna some somebody's gonna fucking release this shit. Like, oh yeah, this is what else you can do to circumvent and you can get the same result. Mm-hmm. It's gonna drop because it's gonna be some fucking do-it-yourself fucking chemist somewhere. Oh yeah. Like enough. This is what the, this is my legacy I give to the world. Like, motherfuckers gonna be fucked. You got a Russian with two pieces of broken glass, a little bit looking at extraterrestrials and shit, and another couple of fucking few offset off in the corner. Imagine we have people like that in droves with this shit, walking around looking at fucking speedsters breaking the sound barrier or whatever shit that we can't see with our fucking eyes. You know, monsters and shit that are like right next to you on the sidewalk, we're just moving out of the way, walking past you and shit. Entities that are non-humanoid and humanoid are like you don't know what the fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, we got I mean, we, we got Admiral Byrd going to fucking Antarctica with, with with armadas and shit, but they don't want let no human. They won't let no fucking you know what I mean. Regular, oh, you're gonna fuck it up. You're gonna fuck it up. But it's so much like enough. Give us a give us a fucking give us a bone. A lot of see some shit. You won't give us a goddamn opportunity to fucking have access to the tech. Ain't no flight of the navigator. Come on, Cam. We get in a motherfucking spaceship. I'm trying to get to the Philippines real quick. Go eat. Be back in 20 minutes. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Ain't none of that happening. Yo, so I took this video a few months ago, and it was, you know, it was early in the morning catching the sunrise, and it was two suns. And so I'm sitting there clearly filming that shit, but I did it. So it was through, you just made me think of it. It was through my window and then through a pair of sunglasses that I had. And I did like this with the camera and I'm moving it around, see if it's a glare or a reflection and the ball didn't move. Mm. But then when I dropped the window, now the shit is moving like this, but it's still not the regular glare. It's just moving all around like that. But it made me think that, okay, I honestly, I think there's some kind of cloaking that's being done to that mm-hmm. that makes it. If you do happen to see it through something like a camera, where it's gonna shake around, you're gonna think, oh, it's just a regular reflection. But it was, it had to, it was through my window pane, which is some double or single, it's single, but through the window pane and then through my sunglasses and then whatever is with the camera lens. Shit's on my page. I posted it on my mm, page. I gotta see this when I get off of here. Yeah, but it's a double sun. It's two suns. You seen uh? What well, we you've seen the fucking uh videos? People in planes or whatever going through uh, uh um, piles of clouds, and then you see you know what I mean same situation that you just said, like the two the dual suns and shit. Yeah, and it's like how is this sun? Looks so. I know I might sound like a fucking simp, 
But it's like some, but it's like the, the fucking shit look like it's on the goddamn earth. And then you got a, another, you know what I mean, to set this out. You're like, wait, that does not make sense. It's not an illusion of light. Explain yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, sometimes you see clouds behind. Like, I think it. Oh, Jim, good, good, good God, sir. They cut off. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Shit, just to get goofy. All of it. Why you keep bagging the damn thing, sir? Yeah, they, you know, they've been talking about the IG for a minute. They're talking about the echo and all that shit on the IG. Yeah. yeah once once yeah. the conversation gets a little hot, then that's when it gets all fucked up. Oh, shit. Yeah, you really just dropped off. Oh, shit. Yeah. Out of the blue, BMX says, I've seen two sons in person in 2017. Yeah. I actually saw it for sure in. Jesus Christ. Hold me. I saw it in California a few years ago. But when you saw the sunrise, sunsetting. On the one end, you saw the sun setting, and then there was something over here, like clearly not the same same place. I'm trying to lie. Fuck it. Fuck it, my yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, that's it. That's it. Like, it was a sunset in one place and then a light source in the complete opposite direction. I was just trying to understand how that was even a thing. It wasn't the moon. It looked like the sun. It was just a smaller version of it. I would, uh, I'm, I'm still like, imagine the healing. Oliver, sir, please. Imagine the healing that we would have with the people if, like, let's say we talked about this before, you know, it's having some, let's say, the ability to see the real world around you. Like, people say, oh, yeah, people out here, retard, talking to each other, talking to walls and train stations, spinning like fucking feral piss and shit. Motherfuckers ain't crazy per se. You know what I mean? People say, oh, that's the way they see the world in real time. We are the ones that are not blessed as such. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got glass and we're seeing testimony. Look, doom, doom. Let me move the glass out of the way. What's that? Still in the cloud. Oh, three more just popped up. Oh, let me take the glass out. It's not here. Let me get the glass up. That alone, seeing is believing to an articulate, educated mind or to a layman simpleton. Questions. Of logic and reason will be then fucking asked. Like, nah, we gotta fucking go into this. We gotta find out if we can fucking synthesize a fucking a replica, fucking uh, like this blue cobalt you talked about, or something far more potent. Mm-hmm. Shit, imagine if we put a charge to that, that glass, or whatever. What the hell? What, you know what I mean? What kind of properties would we put electrical or voltage to it or some shit? Like, right. Fuck around some portals or some shit like I don't know. Mm. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah. You're gonna coach your body in it. You're gonna throw your whole body in it. Like what? Selfie experiment shit. Me and my parents saw that in the moon last night. Uh, oh, you saw that message, right? Yeah, I'm just checking. It's like my shit's uh, Let me see. BMX said me and my friend saw that with the moon last night. He was talking about another source of moonlight. 
No, no. The 20th and the 19th. The video will fucking... Um, what is this? Hold on, request. I'm sorry, here it is. The video of... Uh, um, God damn it, I'm trying to... Fuck. Trying to request it. Uh, somebody zoomed in on the moon daytime. Oh, yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, what was that shit? He said, oh, yeah. You sounded like Walter Brimley with the diabetes oatmeal man just now. He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what he just sounded like. My diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Not like. <laughs> It looked like I requested uh to get in the live. It looked like well, it looked like they was like it's probably a Walmart bag. That was a comment. I was laughing. I was like ah, but this shit got this camera. Whatever. It's probably a fucking day a day fucking uh, Hyundai or whatever the fuck these uh Asian cameras are. But this zoom mm-hmm. was so fucking crisp. Yeah, you were able to see a craft hovering above the surface of the moon, and another one underneath it. Other ones slowly descending, gracefully descending, and then like going like to the left and shit. I'm like, bro, I was like, that's man, we gotta really fucking entertain like these private uh space agencies. Do they have to fucking I mean they talk about oh free free market, free market. No. Let's say well, we got pilots that see UFOs and shit. Oh yeah, there's opera SOPs to deal with uh aerial anomalies or whatever. You don't talk about the shit. What the fuck you gonna do when you got commercial space and NASA ain't the only fucking and NASA and, and the fucking you know, the certain agencies ain't the only fucking show in town. You know what I mean? Like, look at the situation when the uh, t- the twelve mile long tethers snapped off, and they were looking at it and all the aliens like, like, what the fuck is that? Yes, you know, the fuck, you can't you can't deny it. Hey, right, and all those ships, and that's why, like, yo, the NASA, what do, you, what do they call that? The NASA, um, camera, what they call that shit? The NASA secret space tapes. Yo, I, had that. I used to have those, yo, just literally, like, hours and hours of just goofy shit, because you had, I think it was a Canadian cable TV guy. So, you know, the NASA, you just had the NASA feeds back in the 90s and you used to just record them and you would see the wild shit going on. That's how he got the video of the tether snap. But, oh, that's you. Oh, yeah, that's you. Mm. But when you got, when he got that video, yo, like the ships that you saw, like those were motherships flying around. Those were motherships. Those ships, those are like the several mile long ships that were flying around, but when you saw them, they were buzzing around like mosquitoes, like, mm-hmm. what? You know, like, you look at a drop of water with parasites and amoebas floating around it, that's what it looked like, but this was actual ships, like one mile, three mile long ships. But you can't dis- you can't dismiss debris making motherfucking course corrections, you dig? I'm gonna read I want a couple of uh, headlines caught my eyes just now. Uh amazing new fucking website confirms YouTube is suppressing dislikes on Joe Biden's videos by as much as six hundred percent. Wait, say that again. Amazing new website confirms YouTube is suppressing dislikes. 
on Joe Joe Biden's videos as much as by 600%. That's a lot. The website tracks the YouTube page of Joe Biden's White House. After several weeks of results, of results can, can confirm that far left YouTube is suppressing the dislikes on Joe Biden's videos. In fact, if dislikes on the White House YouTube page are being manipulated on every single Joe Biden White House video. This is by the uh, Gateway Pundit uh, World Affairs Brief. I'm sending this to you right now. Hmm. Wait, wait. Remember we talked about them making a remake? What if it's on some hey, shit? Ooh. Hey, buddy. Ooh, I caught myself. I just read your <laughs> shit. <laughs> Over here, like a fucking freebie priest, you should make this a movie. I don't want anything from it. I'll continue to live. Hey, man, sitting there, like, did they say it? <laughs> did they say it? <laughs> Let me see multiple times. Like, I like that would be a win, though, bro. If we could just get some of that, right, that fucking glass, that dye, fuck the glass, the glass is anything, put the plexiglass, glass, bitch. But that particular, like, concentrated, imagine a kind of like, like Albert Hoffman fucking with, with uh, um, LSD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, man, like, just having concentrated uh, this this dye, just be like, fuck that, put this on. You don't think it's going to start dipping that shit. But, I'm not, but that's probably why they banned it. Somebody probably did it. It's like, oh, what the fuck is this? Look through the glass. Did that shit with a whole tab and probably dipped his head in a goddamn tub or some shit with this dye, like niggas start levitating and shit. Like I've got powers, Doctor Manhattan, motherfucker. Like keep him in the basement, seal it up. Like, well, look at the movie they live. They never talked about the the where they came from Mm -hmm. and machinery behind the glasses. They just presented the glasses to us. They never talked about how they were developed or anything like mm-hmm. that. They left it up to our imagination. So you telling me, since you already said it, can I say it? Go ahead, my brother. You trying to say it's gonna have a that'd be a dynamic opportunity to make a fucking prequel? Motherfuckers in a Russian fucking. I don't know he said, "John, damn it, John." He said, "You stupid motherfucker." <laughs> 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 we got it. They finally admitted it. Like, yeah. Watch, 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 bro. That's cool. We validating ourselves now because we're going to play this shit back with a timestamp. Pay us, nigga. Like, now, now it's just open. It's open into that, say, baby type uh, of shit. But. Black Cube, guys. Just cutting the brake wires didn't work. Bro, that shit was real, bro. That shit, boom, was, oh, man, that shit was real, bro. Like, I can't catch me. I'm like, yo, fuck, that happened. That happened. That happened. I'm tired of it. Anyway, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea, and I can't wait to see that idea come out in a in a movie in a couple months or years. I just hope it's not shoddily produced. You know, like I hope they really. I hope it is. I hope it's fucking in shambles. So they give us enough time to stretch our asses up and get goddamn more resources. But like, look, we're filming this movie where we need you bastardize it like goddamn Fantastic Four. May they make a Fantastic Four 
every time they try to take one of our ideas, man, botch like a fucking Fantastic Four movie. You know what I mean? Fuck them. Mind ain't that quick to keep it. You know what I mean? Like, look at all, oh, 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 like these superhero movies, any of these, these fucking movies we talk about a month later, Netflix, like, what the f? But it's just twisted and, and an immature version. Shot. Yeah, had potential, but like, ooh, these niggas getting close. You get nervous on the seat, like, yeah. out of the moves. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to, um, some individual I know who uh, who works in the film industry, and she was telling me like I was like, "Yo, what's up with these these uh these production companies like basically throwing together these movies, doing a bad movie? Like, do they even care?" She was like, "Nah, they don't care." What did she say? She said some shit like, "Yeah, they do it on purpose sometimes." Those are the words she told me. They do it on purpose, like they'll create a bomb on purpose just to get a movie out there. Nigga, that's like a what? But that's so counterproductive to have gaffers and grips and best, you know what I mean? All that, 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 that the dynamics that go into filming a union film, a SAG, that's a lot of fucking money. To have it flop and not get your profit, worst drug deal in the world. So, what is the incentive? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, who's getting paid? That's trippy shit. Do they get paid for taking the loss? I'm just throwing out shit. I don't know. They say you're going to take a dive in the third round. Right. Or we're going to rape your fucking wife. Like, Jesus Christ. Right. Well, I don't have a wife. We're going to find one and do it in front of you. Like, what? Sweet <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, I'm not fucking diving. Like, cross side, get your money, get your legs beat. Uh, right. First autopsy of COVID vaccinated patient found viral RNA in every organ of body. Mm. Vaccines either work or doesn't cost for Yep, because they're trying to tell people that spike protein only remains in the injection site. Which makes no fucking sense. I was talking about this shit with a, a medical professional the other day, just kind of hashing it out. And I, mm-hmm. I realized if they they don't know, you know what I'm saying? It, unless they're, they're, unless they're actually doing some critical thinking, mm-hmm. they're just get along. They're just doing their job. Once you know, I start throwing some medical shit at them for them to consider. Like, no, that makes no sense. They said, you know, because I was talking about it going to the different organs and everything. And this person was like, no, that makes no sense. Of course, once it hits the bloodstream, then it would go to all these different organs. Like a logical person would think. Mm-hmm. So is it a surprise what you're talking about? That <clears throat> this mRNA was in all these different organs? No. Mm-hmm. That's where the shit likes to go. <clears throat> but every fucking, what is that? So we're gonna have, these niggas are going to have to get booster shots. Well, every year now, right? Because they don't got no immune system no more. Some shit like that, right? Yo. We're going to have to have uh, a marking, a visible marking of these motherfucking people that have had these shots. So it's like, oh, you can't talk to us like that. You created the con. You created the climate for this with your ignorance. Mm. Trusted motherfuckers, trusting trusting other adults. You know what I mean? It's like, huh? Yeah. Like. 
we have created a climate where these people are walking around, don't know what, you know, jizzing spike protein shit in the air and in and, and, and line waiting for fucking coffee. You don't know during casual conversation, wanting to find people attractive or case in point or whatever, later on down there, however the shit in the world gets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People are not gonna be ashamed. You know what I mean? I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. with all this fucking information that's coming out, that's thrown in their fucking face, niggas gonna be hiding this shit. And it's gonna be a fucking problem. So it's gonna call people. People are gonna fucking go quicker. So <clears throat> there's a thing called antibody dependent enhancement. Okay. And you see this, this um this is from pubmed.com. Oh no, excuse me. Not dot com, PubMed, PubMed, NCBI.nlm.nih.gov. So it's from the NIH basically. PubMed.gov, National Library of Medicine. The headline is Antibody Dependent Enhancement in SARS CoV 2 Vaccine and Therapies. <clears throat> I'm just going to read, hopefully, the abstract will kind of give the gist of what I'm talking about. Antibody based drugs and vaccines against severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, SARS CoV 2, are being expedited through preclinical and clinical development. Data from the study of SARS-CoV and other respiratory viruses suggest that SARS-CoV-2 antibodies could exacerbate COVID-19 through antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE. Previous respiratory syncytial virus and dengue virus vaccine studies revealed, (coughs) excuse me, revealed human, (coughs) human clinical safety risks related to ADE resulting in failed vaccine trials. Here, we describe key ADE mechanisms and discuss mitigation strategies for SARS-CoV-2 vaccines and therapies in development. We also outlined recently published data to evaluate the risks and opportunities for antibody-based protection against SARS-CoV-2. So basically, this whole um, study is about how these type of vaccines could actually exacerbate uh, COVID and make shit worse. The, the, there was one doctor talking about this, basically. That's where I learned the word, um, antibody-dependent enhancement, saying mm-hmm. that once this starts occurring, <clears throat> it, I mean, people are going to be dropping left and right, essentially. That's the more or less of it. This shit is going to start killing motherfuckers sooner than later in the next few years. What what are the repercussions of having intimacy with a vaccinated person? Oh, you know what I mean? Like that that shit's like STD now. That shit is a no go. Yeah, because that spike protein. Listen, these people are are transmitting spike proteins like it's nobody's business. And if if one is to have intercourse with somebody, then it's gonna attack that individual's gonads or their ovaries. Oh, I just like that. Uh, Florida urologist finds uh, signs of infertility and prostate cancer in men jabbed with COVID vaccines. This is uh, June 20th. A urologist in Palm Beach County, Florida is warning COVID vaccines could be causing a rise in prostate-specific antigen PSA values. 
an issue common with men suffering from infertility and prostate cancer as from news wars from world affairs brief. But it's like, you know, for reproductive, this is engineered. Like these people need to be shot the more every day. Another testimony, you know, like just like you motherfuckers walking around atrophied arms and collared sweaters. Still, yep. um, brother, I want to play something just since we're right. talking about this. If you don't mind, man, let's stop it. <laughs> All right, here we go. So about eight years ago, I lost my baby during pregnancy, which is the reason that I actually left the healthcare field because I was working with pregnant women, primarily, um, reproduction and endocrinology. And I just found it was a little bit too difficult for me to provide quality of care given my recent loss. So I went back into full-time uh, working in the gas and oil and recruitment uh, sector. And to this day, I am running a global uh, gas and oil recruitment firm. And the reason that this is important is because of what I am seeing as an executive in this industry happening right now as a result of the COVID vaccines. And it's something called succession planning. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. But basically what it is, is companies need to plan for um, what's going to happen as their staff um, move on rather they move up the line, they retire, um, so on and so forth. And succession planning is something that I help companies with professionally by offer them uh, recruitment services. So they'll come to me and say, hey, we're going to need 100 guys to, you know, staff this rig, so on and so forth. And so we'll provide them that service. Well, what's really interesting, what's happening right now, and it's actually mortifying, not just interesting, is that executives are having their uh, HR staff and their managers, superintendents, foremen, so on and so forth, go through and look at the staff that have received the vaccines and they're planning to have to replace them all within the next three years. What does that say to you? This is something that's, you know, it's got some of these guys literally in tears as they're going through the company and literally checking off all of these individuals that have taken the vaccine, knowing that most likely in the next three years, they're going to have to plan to replace that person. What does that say to you? And this is a really big thing in the industry that I'm in and a lot of talk going on around this at the moment because these massive companies, massive gas and oil companies are looking to have to replace thousands of personnel. And I'm in that line of work that does the staffing for these large gas and oil companies. And um, they're pretty petrified as for what's gonna happen to their staff, but also their businesses because they project that they're gonna lose, uh, you know, roughly half of their personnel. You heard that? It's like, you know what I mean? Just like before this shit started. All the brick and mortars, you've had a good run. Exit stage left. Take your consolation prizes and close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. You want to be a hero? Invest in some N95 masks type of shit. Like, why? You'll see in a few months type of shit. You know what I mean? These niggas know what the fuck. This is the color. You're getting ready preemptively, setting these measures in place, so you already have a fucking 
formula and a fucking spread matrix of when these of, of attrition for the most part. It's like, bro, this shit is like it's, a, it's like we are literally it's like another slap in the face, just like you were saying a minute ago with the corporations and shit providing fucking uh, uh, reparations in some measure. Yeah, they're responsible. But look at this now, like not even approved emergency, emergency use authorization. Mm-hmm. It's like, fucking, like, come on. Who you raising your voice with about a fucking shot? Exactly. exactly. The that I see is scary, bro. It These is- niggas are flipped. You call yourself American with American values? No, that's a joke. And this emergency use authorization, you always have to remind people that it's only valid if there are no other treatments for a specific disease or pathogen. There are many treatments at this point. You've got the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectin, the pine needle tea, the um, quinine. The the citrus treatment. Go ahead, bro. What you got? What we doing? Would you fathom if Dr. Sebi was still around? Oh, COVID. What the fuck is this? It might fuck be cursing. Enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and not for nothing. The, there's herbal places now that have the Dr. Sebi herbs, and they list them. They tell you which herbs are good for, you know, that are on his list. Um, And then there's other herbal stores that they put together little COVID, you know, pouches of herbs that are good for how people are presented. There's a lot of this stuff. It's just, I know a lot of folks don't know where to get these things. There's a place that you can go bring your cash money and make these purchases where there's no paper trail or nothing like that. It's just you and your ass in there talking to the specialist, getting the herbs that you need. More people need access to this shit. And it's on some shit like people want to holler at me and ask me, you know what I'm saying? If they want to get that, I'll procure it for them and I'll send it to them. That's where I'm Ooh. at. Oh, pretty soon. Keep raising your voice about these places and these uh, locations and subjects. They gonna be. They gonna. You gonna have white folks out here packaging, presenting this shit like, oh, it's so avant-garde herbs. Like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're not gonna let you know about it until we get our hands on it. Type okay. of shit. And, like, right. and see, that's why you never really see me naming the herbs. You never mm-hmm. see me naming the spots where I get them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I already know. I know at least a dozen, half a dozen, just off the top of my head. You know, like testimony of, of keeping. Herbs and ingredients and locations operationally secure. I'll say, look at the fucking avocado. Right. Look how that just like white people, you can put salt on it. Still, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, walk more niggas start going crazy for avocados, bro. Cartel had to get involved because, you know, money, money. Well, niggas don't want Coke today. They're going to get some avocados tomorrow. You know what I mean? Type of shit. Like, like, it's a shit. It's a thing. Like, as soon as people find out about something, Mm-hmm. What was that? That was my my video. Uh, carry on. Uh, you were talking, my brother. Oh no, I was just saying, like, yeah, man, like, hey, people are fucking they're, they're, they're sensational, mob mentality, sensationalist, like, mm-hmm. just like look at the fucking uh, 
Like the like the goddamn buffalo, the eradication of, of extinct species. Oh, shit, come on, bro. Like, look, like, they have a hole, man. It's a fucking hole, bro. Yo. It's a hole in the fucking soul. Culture vultures. We know this stuff. Nomenclature. Right. But you have a secret. You ever see a bison like a real bison? I saw a video the other day. The bison, he was just walking. It's probably in a park or something. Just walked up in some on some people, and just the, the they're majestic animals, you know. And it lets you know, like the savagery for people to to be shooting them out of the fucking trains. You know what I'm saying? Coming to the open plains and shooting them out of out of locomotives and piling up their bodies and bones. Just the thought, like fuck the savagery, bro. Not doing it, not eating the meat, nothing. Just Slaughtering them because they knew that's the food source and, and the connection that these these uh animals had with the peoples. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like the hole in the soul. That's some savage shit. Hole in the soul. Oh yeah, here we go. You know, you talking about culture vultures and shit. Uh-huh. Culture vultures, excellent book from Dame Dash. Oh yeah. Book. Yeah, well, the high chair nobody wanted to fuck with in that dark room. Yo, that shit. Pepper's Farm ain't gonna forget about that. Uh, that shit. And not for nothing, now you see even the, the the downstream impact. Fucking Dame Dash got the jab. He's telling what? Me, yes. He got that shit. We're gonna track you, nigger. Right. <laughs> with the whole ER at the end when they track you, nigger. Like, what the right. fuck? Like, nigger. He probably got a fucking, he probably got a star David RFID chip inside his arm. Exactly. <laughs> fucking courtesy of Cohen. Right. From life, I was there, sitting there like this when he had to put in two, just hovering over him, just watching his ass. Crazy shit, yeah, dead ass. I could picture that shit. A couple of a uh, couple of small hats around and shit. Verify, yeah, he got the jab on the phone quick with it because you know they love to have a phone in their face like they oh, fucking yeah. boy, you. He got, it, he got it. type of shit. Going in, up, oh, up, oh, it's him. Yahtzee <laughs> <laughs> type of shit. Hey, yo, question. Hold on, let me get some water. I want to ask you about have you heard about the fucking counterfeit pass the counterfeit uh vaccination cards for hundred dollars niggas has got that's the racket now you gotta you got your your scan i'm like i'm listening to motherfuckers talk and then i'm other than another place separate day of the week same subject content i'm hearing this is really a fucking thing niggas out here really making fucking uh scan fake uh vaccination cards it, it goes in the system, yeah, but it was like now you're trapped with this. So like, don't you see the conflict of interest and shit? Like, they're gonna what if that? What if the the measures for them to account for that? You know what I mean? Like, are they like I shot out the I shot it out, right? Or I pissed it out a week ago, type of shit. Like, you know, there's no fucking reading. Right. <laughs> I'm confused about it because, like, they're saying people can go to fucking jail for this shit. Man, yeah, niggas out here dying. Nigga, like, right. What are we going to entertain? It was saying that 
that that was going to be they were going to send the feds on people, the FBI on people. Uh, I guess it would be an FBI case if if people got caught with the fake vaccine uh, cards or some shit like that. Who? Yeah, stakes are high. Oh, we can't even play that song. Stakes is high. Price of freedom right now, you know? I mean, like, basically, you got to be ready for a shootout or, or to yeah. go out. <laughs> it's like the only other fucking out besides a fucking bloody massacre is to defund using the census model door to door in every county, 30 days, slow up the fucking foreign aid being spent, ask people what they want their money spent on. I feel like there's nothing more American than that. I feel like you mentioned something like that before. More than one occasion, you know? More once or twice or thrice. (laughs) You know, if you keep repeating it, we will come to fruition. Right. We have a we have a knack for that in this generation. Right, exactly. You're gonna see some blockchain shit, blockchain census on you know what I'm saying? Everybody gets one vote, incorruptible vote on where they want their tax dollars spent. Ooh, I see it now. Could you imagine an incentive you get like a crypto, you get some kind of crypto incentive to offset your dependence on the fiat? This is new America. This is the new you you participate in your truth. You know what I mean? You get get some crypto and shit. Like thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And motherfucker. Right, right, right. You could go leaning and waiting for the liquor store to open up. And now you got a clipboard and a motherfucking vest and a mm-hmm. fucking phone. You got a sense of purpose. You talking to your boys after I was still drinking with your vest on the chair, like, yeah, yeah, I did this, I did that. I got my quota type of shit. You know what I mean? Knocking on doors, asking American what they want their fucking money to be spent on. That's the only way we're gonna get out of this fucking hole without fucking massacring fucking politicians, politicians and fucking, you know what I mean? Sending niggas to the goddamn guillotine. Speaking of, it's funny how to see how this uh kind of infrastructure is being rolled out in the different communities. I was out on um by like Flatbush, Flatbush and No String. And in Brooklyn. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know. And I was looking. I see all these people in these orange vests. I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> contact tracers, bro. The clipboards. As all this contact tracing core, I've been hearing all about it since the beginning. What the beginning. fuck is this? Talk to me. I ain't never seen a contact tracer, but that's... I ain't never heard of it. I'm no contact tracer, but I know they had a fucking uh, ensemble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Niggas, what the yeah. fuck? That's what they've been building over the last year. And yeah, bro. And it makes sense that they would unleash that in the black community. And the people who are doing it, like you said, they're people, just regular folks, maybe need a job, maybe they're on welfare and need to either work or go to school, you know, who knows who they are. But these are the type of folks that are being sent out to do the contact tracing and they have a little pull. But uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins, I saw that you went to eat at this McDonald's the other day, and you left your name and your number and your email address. We want to check on you to blah, 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 you know? That's where we're at. Fucking Gestapo, man. Like, that's the beginning. This is how this shit starts. First, it's mm-hmm. contact tracers. Watch when the contact tracers are outfitted with firearms. I was about to say that you skis it. Oh, I was like... 
I was like, what are you going to say with them contract chases to drop them, vet, go from vest to Kevlar and shit, but you took, you were, yeah, 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 when they go from their little orange vest to Kevlar, it's going to be a whole different conversation. Watch when they're given the authority to kick down doors. Yo, did you see what? KC, Kansas City? Wait, I'm sorry. What you say? My man out of the blue BMX says, Kansas City, they're paying those contact tracers $24 an hour here in Kansas City. God damn, in Kansas City, that cost a living crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's like, I'm saying like it's low, so that's a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. That's way better than New York money. You'd be lucky if you get $24 here. Oh, oh nah. You buying them. You, 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 you over here. Bri- that's, that's bribing motherfuckers, bro, because Motherfucker end up fucking having contact traces, getting that kind of coin. They going what they gonna do next? Oh, what else you got? Oh, you've been a loyal member of our administration. Start out as a contact trace, a dope fiend on the block, motherfucker with a clipboard and a vest. Now you upgrading. A couple years later, you running some shit. Your loyalty is with the paycheck. Oh. That's the, the word. That's that's. I'm that's telling you, Doctor Chicago. Dr. Zhivago, I'm going to keep mentioning that movie. I'm going to watch that movie again soon, too. Dr. Zhivago, the old one. In, in that movie, I told you there was the... Because that's about the Russian Revolution, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution and all mm-hmm. that. You had this dude. He was kind of a cuckold type of cat, you know? He's an activist, but, you know, he was a little soft, a little moist. And, yeah, he, he was moist, man. Disfigured. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> And you, and you see some shit, you know, some brawl goes down, the motherfucker gets caught up, you just see his glasses on the floor, you think that's it, you know? He's trying to impress his girl or some shit like that. And then you see him, you know, years down the line, fucking Bolshevik revolution has already come, you know, the Soviet infrastructure is being put in now. And then you see a special train, because they're still using locomotives. See this fucking bright red locomotive steam engine, right? Dr. Zhivago gets brought into the steam engine. And you see this motherfucker behind the behind the desk in the locomotive. It was the cuckold. Nigga got rank and pull now. You know what I'm saying? That's how it usually be. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly the shit you're talking about right there. Those same people with that, you they got that financial incentive. Now you're somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you got some power. Look at fucking uh, Starship Troopers. Ooh, talk about that shit. Remember, motherfucker, uh, they went their separate ways and shit. But I was fighting the motherfucking bugs and shit. Yeah. yeah. They on set. One motherfucker was the goddamn uh, met a scientific officer. The other dude, you know what I mean? Shock Troopers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how they, you know what I mean? Like the the the, the transition, the testimony of the transition. And, uh, that was another movie that articulated that. Yeah, right. But these right. people are being droves, scam. When like motherfuckers out here, price of food jumping like a motherfucker. Even though Korea, like, hold up, we ain't got enough. Got to admit it, type of shit. Mm. 
incentive like that in Kansas, let's start putting the fucking pieces together a little quicker because this is a testimony, get on board now type of shit before you starve yourself out. Because you're gonna, you know, people like, sounds crazy, but look at the fucking national debt. You got these niggas out here talking about fucking putting a tax on cryptocurrency now. Because y'all, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't catch up. Y'all, y'all, cool. y'all, y'all ain't like how game started. You know what I mean? Y- y'all got finessed and fucked at y'all own game. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, it's like it's a joke. Like this is no, there's no opportunity for a fucking honest person unless you are in. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yup. Yup. And, and here's a whole other thing too that I know. I don't know. We might. I might have mentioned it on this show years ago. But starting to come back into the fucking propaganda sphere right now. Bail-ins. You know how they have bail-in, bail-outs, right? Yeah. Bail-ins. Um, so I just pulled this up real quick from Investopedia. What is a bail-in? Bail-in provides relief to a financial institution on the brink of failure by requiring the cancellation of debts owed to creditors and depositors. Bail-in is the opposite of a bailout, which involves the rescue of a financial institution by external parties, typically governments using taxpayers' money for funding. Bailouts help to prevent creditors from taking on losses, while bail-ins mandate creditors to take losses. And you know who those creditors are? We are those creditors, okay? When you talk about the creditors taking losses, we are taking the losses. That is when they can freeze our bank account skim what they need off of the top, a percentage of our bank account off of the top, and then allow us to access it. That's what's coming next. Bail-ins. This is fucking, bro. We're like... 1913, bro. Mm. 19 motherfucking 13, bro. Mm. Man, you got a time travel, man. I cannot wait till we get in that DARPA motherfucking basement. Get our gear, get our suits. I'm getting me some fucking period dated clothing. And we're going to lie and wait on the timeline. Thieves in the motherfucking temple. Testimony of truth. We're going to fucking go back in time. We're going to shoot this motherfucker. I'm going to fucking be on that train going down to Jekyll Island and shit. Massacre the whole train. Like, James <laughs> like, Pierpont. Motherfuckers turn around and shit. Ticket. Like, my name's not Pierpont. My name's Trevor. Trevor McCallahan. Because you know they change their names and shit during the transit. Going down there and shit. Like you know, the robber barons. Like going down to South Carolina or whatever. All right, man. There's a. It's going to keep continuing. It's going to keep continuing. Like this. Just this, this. This fucking. Betrayal of trust. Getting fucked over. Your civil liberties snatched from you. Mm-hmm. Entertained and forgetting about it in the first place. It's like I'm sick of it, bro. We're all sick of it. But it's like now you don't know who the fuck got vaccinations, so you didn't you wanted to opt out of it. You meet a bitch in a, in a bar, a club, or whatever later on down the road, casement point, what, you know, however life goes. Right, right. If you don't have integrity, but yeah, you had a whole, you had a whole fucking. Uh, ethos about not getting vaccinated, right? Like, case in point, how many times we've seen, like, even that uh, college football player recently, this motherfucker killed 
got 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 a charge for murder for killing a fucking man, pretending to be a fucking woman, right? Oh, they, yeah. they show the nigga as a man, man, like it's like with the glasses and shit. I like that's motherfuckers. I, I could see people choking motherfuckers out or domestic violence and fucking weird fucked up shit happening because motherfuckers lying about their vaccination status in the future. Seriously. Right. One one of our friends of the family here and on the wake up, she was at the hospital for a medical procedure a few months ago and she was put out, you know, and then she uh she came back for uh, you know, kind of checked up to make sure everything was good. She said as she's leaving, the nurse runs out, says, Oh, you've got your vaccination card. So what the fuck? While she was under, they vaccinated her with the first shot. She can you sue? Hmm? Can you, can you sue? Well, you can I sue that you're not the vaccination company because they are limited. You know what I mean? They got that loophole, but the medical, but the, 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 the damn hospital. The hospital, for sure. But maybe, you know, she can sue somebody because the, the whole thing with the. Um, the companies not being liable from what i understand when people get the shot they have to sign a waiver basically waiving their rights mm. she didn't sign any waiver that's what i'm saying you got a serious fucking suit in your hands seriously that shit is crazy especially when the truth starts coming out about her and she's breastfeeding a little baby you know bro like <sighs> The, the long-term effects, like, we are already living in an age where we have more and more artistic fucking people, you know what I mean, from, from, from birth, because, well, not even from birth, but just after they take these shots. Yeah. I take these fucking shots, man. It's like, we are literally, and not to hurt motherfuckers' feelings, I have in my family too, I'm going to say, we are a bunch of fucking retards. Yeah. Functioning retards. They are the free functioning fucking retards. Yo, and not for nothing, like one of my friends, his son is, is vaccine injured. His son is, I can't remember how old he is now, but, you know, he was good up until whatever age he got that shot and then everything went out the window. Now he's autistic. That's a horror story, bro. That's yeah. a fucking, that's the one thing. To not have healthy children, bro, I couldn't. Mm-mm. Yo, and, and the little boys that, you know, ultimately his life is ruined. There's ways to, you know, get over autism now. There's things that, that people can take to address it from what I understand. But, you know, most people won't won't reach out to access that. One, because they don't believe it. And two, it's probably not that bad. You know, you, you got to go probably go to a medical professional who's actually going to give you that option. But, you know, they have to have special services for him, put him in special schools. They have to uh, have special bed for him, all this type of shit for their son. All their, all their other children are healthy, you know. But because mm-hmm. of that, now he's a, an advocate for vaccine-injured children, you know. Mm-hmm. His son's life is ruined, you know. Testimony, bro. Like, these people, bro, like... It's like running around shooting at children on the fucking street in broad daylight and niggas just pulling out phones. 
Well, you know, they running around. That's that's the same. Keep that same energy. That's the same shit that's going on. He's sitting there looking through a phone or whatever. All these atrocities and shit. It's like every day, every day, every day. Mm-hmm. Fucking docile, docile, bro. Exactly. Hey, yo, and you see more and more of that every day. Where, like you said, people are just standing there watching folks be brutalized in the street. You know, and you can tell that they want to do something, but something is preventing them. I don't know what. Maybe it's too much. I know what it is. What's that? Fucking path train sign in the subway. If you see something, say something. <laughs> That's what the fuck it is. So what? That's why they're recording and not acting. No, motherfuckers are fucking. Yeah, it's like we pacified. We pacified. People want to be the first to be a oh, world star. Ooh, fucking. Grown men just putting shit on the fucking fucking social media. You got grown men like fucking prima donnas. <laughs> Niggas out here doing TikTok videos, grabbing motherfuckers in elevators that you don't know. You can beat the fuck up. Like, oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. Nigga, life ain't a joke. You the joke. You die. Laughing now type of shit. But people ain't nobody standing up for nobody. Like, I watched another video. It was uh, two Asians in a fucking store. I didn't see the whole backstory, but... This chick was in there drunk or some shit, apparently just talking shit to the Asian. So she made her way on the other side of the counter. Now, these brothers is behind on the other side of the counter, the opposite with a customer side recording this shit. One of old Asian niggas, older dude, had a gun. He pissed a whip in the fucking black chick. The other dude, yeah, that's... Yeah. You know that shit, bro? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Explain this He was like, well, I ain't doing it in the mail. Like, you got a gun, you got a gun. He body like, don't shoot her, don't shoot her. Like always waiting, waiting, trigger having a motherfucker. About to like point out the new muzzle wearing it's nothing. And it's beating no, her with like it. Just out there. Yeah, it's beating her with it, just waving yeah, it, about to hit it and shit. Put her in the back of the head and the side of Literally. the head. Like, that shit could have gone off at any minute. That was some straight pulp fiction shit, like <laughs> turn around have a conversation to shit called Mr. Wolf. What do you think? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> head off you know what i'm saying like that's how this dude was yeah this asian cat and no one could do anything no one did anything i mean granted dude had a gun but you know if you had any type of he didn't look like he was proficient like you could have snatched that gun off of him real quick if you knew how to move you know yeah i think like oh i can't do this shit. He, got, he got a gun he got a gun and I got two arms and two legs, two in the head. I got two arms, two legs, two in the head. And I'm pretty sure I'm far more fucking proficient. The fact that people have access to firearms but don't carry them because of, you know what I mean, like the the certain legalities and wherever the fuck. Fuck that. We got motherfuckers out here shooting at children on broad streets and broad daylight and shit, bro. Like, mm-hmm. these yeah. days are no... These are no days that fucking niggas been in the house too long. Warm now, motherfuckers ain't right. Motherfuckers is screwy. So we gotta really fucking entertain like most of these fucking laws are null and void. We're living in the Wild West. I'm not trying to be a reactionary police report. Right. No, I always say, man, we're living in lawless times. This was Mm -hmm. evident last year. We're living in lawless times. 
there was a whole time, especially in New York City, where there was no um, due process. No due process. That shit was gone. That means if you got arrested, they had to let you go. People were like, oh, they're letting out violent criminals because the courts weren't in, in functioning. Mm-hmm. There's no courts. How the fuck, you know what I'm saying? How the fuck are you going to arrest someone in this country without courts? You just can't do it. We're not at that point yet. They do it a little bit, but, yo, they just started allowing, I think, I think they just started allowing people to visit their family members who were incarcerated in the jails, in the prison. Mm-hmm. Jail, not That's even the jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus just that since last year, okay? That's why these people, these so-called violent criminals, whether they was done shit or not, whatever, whoever was getting let out because there was no due process. He's just speaking of what you're saying, bro. Mm-hmm. We're living in lawless times right now, and folks don't realize it because it hasn't caught up yet. But yeah, there's not the time to be lacking out here in America. Motherfuckers getting stimulus checks, still got the same shit. Getting sneakers, got no goddamn fucking gear. You watching every zombie movie on the couch, Netflix, Netflix, and chilling with your bitch or whatever the case may be. And still in the same stagnant bobbing your head to good content and relevant content like this shit is what I should be doing stuff, but you wasting money on what? You know what I mean? Niggas out here been in the house, opportune time to learn new shit, new skill sets, languages, whatever, skill could trade craft, whatever have you. You have uh fucking these these um stimulus checks. Two, you don't take care of rent. Whatever the case may be, offset the cost of living, or if you're the type of procured uh, pro- 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 proactive individual, use that shit towards fucking ammunition reloading equipment or some type of fucking gear to put yourself in a position to barter later on down the line. Okay, I, I know how to fucking cast and die bullets, NATO, Soviet fucking ammunition. Let's fucking sell some. Go to junkyard. You know what I mean? Make projectiles and shit. Y'all here making projectiles. Imagine that. Nigga would sit with, with 60 guns and four bullets, come mm-hmm. hollering, I need you, bro. I'm like, what's going on? Bro, you need that now, you make your allegiances. They don't want that. Exactly. What's mm-hmm. like, bro? It's not. And it's like, you know, just like what uh, uh, Dr. Umar said, he was, how many of y'all raise, uh, raise, have your own lands? Fucking shoot! He's going down a gamut in this uh, auditorium. One dude kept putting his hand up and shit for different shit for like all the shits he was saying. It was like, y'all talk about revolution, you motherfuckers ain't ready for the revolution. That's the truth, though. Complacency, bro. You know, we ain't ready for anybody. We got all this money, black folks. It's a we are a bait of a business. You know what I mean? Everybody in on it. Imagine if we had collective consciousness to fucking all procure fucking gear, gear, relevant shit. Yeah, a neighborhood. You focus on water, we'll get weapons. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's a fuck that way shit go down because these grids are going down real fucking soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that shit, bro. Like, it's going to be another blackout. Mm-hmm. And, right, and folks, now you have the heads up about it. Get some food, get some water filtration, get some weapons, firearms, whatever you have to do. 
We just sit tight. You don't need to be, don't, we've been saying it since the beginning of the show. Don't be out in the streets rioting. You know what I'm saying? Like when the riots start and all that shit, don't be out there. You know, don't, don't be out there because you need food. Put it like that. If you want to go out there and fuck around, whatever. But don't be out there because you need to get a can of beans. All right? <laughs> mm, soup for your family. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Because we were talking about knowing yourself and knowing others, right? This is from The Art of War. So it is said that if you know others and you know yourself, you will not be imperiled in a hundred battles. If you do not know others but know yourself, you win one and lose one. If you do not know others and do not know yourself, you will be imperiled in every single battle. Fucking repetition of failure, bro. Mm -hmm. Yup. I like that cover. Let me see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that figure. I was like, yeah, that's a payback. I was like, oh, ooh. And just what you were talking about just yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's formation, beginning of, of the chapter called Formation. In ancient times, skillful warriors made themselves invincible and then watched for vulnerability in their opponents. Invincibility is in oneself. Vulnerability is in the opponent. In opponent. Therefore, skillful warriors are able to be invincible, but they cannot cause opponents to be vulnerable. You have to wait for the vulnerability in your opponent. That is why it is said that victory can be discerned but not manufactured. Invincibility is a matter of defense. Vulnerability is a matter of attack. Defense, and this goes to preparation and kind of assessing where you're at, folks. Defense is for times of insufficiency. Attack is for times of surplus. Those skilled in defense hide in the deepest depths of the earth. Those skilled in attack maneuver in the highest heights of the sky. Therefore, they can preserve themselves and achieve complete victory. Where are you at right now, ladies and gentlemen? Where are you at? Astonishing footage of from crowd who chooses not to who chooses not to think more than a dozen states have passed or advanced legislation to place new checks on the powers of public health agencies in the wake of the pandemic. 15 states are moving to curb public health agencies' powers following lockdown carnage. Mm. Trust is gone. It's gone. And the people are speaking up. <sighs> and this... No vaccination, no phone. Pakistan province... Block SIM cards of the unvaccinated. We are quote we are all we are doing all we can to compel people to get vaccinated. Close quote. Let you. There we are. Mm-hmm. Castration. Yep. That's real. <laughs> Blocking SIM cards if you don't get it. You know, I mean, people need to get to work. They need to talk to the kids. The- I'm telling you, man, they, they are really, uh, yo, they're pushing it. You see how, and we talked about this, how here in the States, they say, oh, we're going to give you cheeseburgers huh? and fries. They say, we're going to give you fries. We're going to give you cheeseburgers. We're going to give you 
Oh, the bribing bullshit. Yeah. Chance to win. You're not going to win 50000 but we're going to give you the chance to win $50,000. We're going to give you the chance. Put your name in this box for a Tesla S-Type. You might get it. You might win type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But once people, I promise you, and this is on some black shit, that the only reason that they didn't say you could get free fried chicken is because then niggas would have caught on immediately. They're going to hit you with the grill, Juneteenth, watermelon. Like, the fuck? It's got lines on it. Taste it. It's hot and juicy. Get your fucking shot. Right, but they didn't say they didn't say fried chicken. Nah, he told us fries and cheeseburgers. But peep game, because they're gonna keep giving people prizes until folks they realize folks don't want this shit. And that's when the strong arm is coming out. Just like in Pakistan, okay? You don't want to get that shit. They'll start blocking. Maybe you can't get on Instagram now. Maybe you can't get on your apps. Maybe you can't use your phone until you get that jab. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we mandate all these jobs. Listen, because we still have laws here on some level in this country. We just got we just got to understand how to play the game. Right now, the game is the emergency use authorization. Beat that shit in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like, like beat that horse until it's dead. Make sure, nah, fuck that shit. Emergency use, you know? And they're mm-hmm. going to pass this thing. But if the FDA is doing their punk-ass job, then it's not going to pass their scrutiny because they got to do the animal trials. And they know they don't want to do the animal trials because they start doing animal trials and all those fucking animals are going to die and then people are going to catch on. That's mm-hmm. why they the animal trials. Because in the past, when they do the animal trials for this type of vaccine, the animals die shortly afterwards. That's unfortunate, bro. Like... We like we, we, we all this gain of function information that's come out now, like that's been exposed without you and shit. Mm-hmm. Is he still in the White House? Or no, it's January 6th. He left, right? I don't know. He's like, hmm, sure. he's, he's still breathing or that. I don't know why. He's still breathing, <laughs> like, this gain of function, shit, bro. Like, enough. Like. Like, imagine how much money would have been saved. Like, you know what I mean? But lobbyists, how do we combat that? The census. That's the answer to anything, bro. A fucking countywide 30-day census. You got money to give Israel every fucking day, every second? You got money to do that? You telling me you can't get these motherfuckers off the street, give them a sense of purpose, clean the palate in Washington? You got so much. Imagine winning the hearts and minds of a country like that. Right. So whose idea was this? Like, don't worry about it. Work. No lobbyists, no middlemen trying to finesse funds this way. Those are textiles that have been accrued under a guise of fucking infrastructure with no black and white writing but bully tactics okay enough is enough let's all mandate that shit let's fucking petition or we should petition and i'll probably get shot trying to make a white house petition (laughs) (laughs) 
May their wet team be sloppy and a good gust of wind offset that sniper's round. Right. Right. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, what other way you want? You want to fucking storm the Capitol and act crazy and shit? Oh, speaking of which, what? Fake-ass revolution. Fake-ass insurrection. Yeah, I was looking at that. Check this shit. Hold on. I was fucking... I saw something really good. A lot of people kept saying that. Irrefutable proof that the FBI helped storm the Capitol. That what? The FBI and the CIA were involved. I just saw it. Hold on, I'm sending it to you. Mm. Yeah, tell her. I'm going to screenshot them. Send this one. Boom. Boom, boom. You getting these uh, I'm sending to you? Yeah, I see them. No, this one right here. Let me read this. All right. FBI. FBI operatives likely, quote, unindicted co-conspirators organized <laughs> a fucking Capitol riot report. <laughs> Tucker Carlson dropped several bombshells on Tuesday night show. Chief among them was a was from a Revolver News report that the FBI was likely involved in a, on organizing the January 6th FBI, uh, the January 6th Capitol insurrection, and were similarly, similarly involved in the kidnapping plot against Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. It's it all FBI. It, it all, like, these motherfuckers like, wait a minute. So y'all will go, y'all will create the plan. You'll have the fucking, the leader, who's one of your people, he's either an informant or a straight agent. Then he'll recruit the patsies. He'll give them the idea. He'll give them the, you know, yeah, I'll, don't worry, I'll give you the money. You won't even give them the money, though. They'll show up with the weapons and everything, and all you got to do is go out and do what you're going to do. And then these people get caught up. So what John is saying right now is that that's that's what happened with the uh, January 6th. Um, ain't that some shit? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I'm looking to see if I can find this uh, this article John was talking about. That's crazy. That the FBI organized <laughs> the January 6th so-called insurrection at the White House, at the fucking uh, the Capitol building. I'm telling you, folks, we are living in goofy times right now. Living in goofy times. Oh, shit. Yeah, this actually, this has a lot of, um, oh, here we go. Okay. It says the headline, oh, this is from Zero Hedge. Okay. FBI headline, FBI operatives likely unindicted co-conspirators co-conspirators, organizers of Capitol Riot report. Why are so many factual matters that we don't understand about that day? Oh, no. Tucker Carlson dropped several bombshells on his show Tuesday night. Chief among them was from a Revolver News report that the FBI was likely involved in organizing the January 6th Capitol insurrection and were similarly involved in the kidnapping plot against Mich- Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. 
Why are so many factual matters that we don't understand about that day? Asked Carlson, why is the Biden administration preventing us from knowing? Why is the administration still hiding more than 10,000 hours of surveillance tape from the U.S. Capitol on January 6th? <clears throat> what could possibly be the reason for that, even as they call for more openness? They could release those tapes today, but they're not. Why? It just goes on. Yo, John completely dropped off. I don't know what the fuck happened, folks. But if he doesn't come back soon, uh, I gotta take my ass to bed. Yeah, exactly. What a time to be alive, Hot Mom. What a time to be alive. Excellent time to be alive right now. You know? And it's important to just keep on fighting. You know? We know the truth. And we know truths. So it's important to keep applying the pressure to our crooked ass uh, selected officials. They're not elected, they're selected, pre-selected before they go for the election. So it's always important to remember that. Just hold their feet to the fire. Just don't let them off the hook for what they're doing. And, you know, eventually the truth will come out. You know, um, talked about these unidentified flying objects, these... What are they calling these shits? The unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yo, it is June the 21st right now. June the 25th. So by the time we have this next show, next Sunday, June the 27th, we will have had some kind of disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. So stand by for that. In the next four days, four days, all, all these uh, so-called conspiracy theorists, UFO enthusiasts have been waiting for this day for generations, literally. But Pentagon's taking it seriously. The government's taking it seriously. Uh, President Trump, when he was in power, he um, he's the one that signed it in. That said, in 180 days, which is... June 25th, we will have disclosure. This is from Times Union, June 18th, 2021. Headline, will the UFO report have a big reveal? Last year, former President Donald Trump signed a $2.3 trillion COVID-19 relief bill that required the Pentagon to investigate unidentified aerial phenomena and release its findings to the public by the end of June. Members of the U.S. House Intelligence Committee received a classified briefing from Navy and FBI on the matter on Wednesday. The New York Times revealed some early takeaways from the governmental officials who were briefed on the findings of the UFO report. While there is no hard evidence that flying objects reported by Navy pilots were of extraterrestrial origin, it can't explain what the mysterious phenomena were, only that they were not American military aircraft. Okay? And there's a great article. It's from the Times Union. You all can check it out. What happened? No, I'm not fucking confused at all. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Well, I yeah, yeah I'm, I'm about to wrap it up, bro. I'm so yeah, fucking right. tired. It's crazy. Yeah. Working. Yeah.
Kicking out my muscle fibers and mixing them with my boogers and eating them and shit. Smearing shit in portholes and covering up windows and Right. Can't watch me. It's right. Yeah. Right in the corners, like patching that shit up. Nah. <laughs> it's just fucking playing with their intestines in the middle of the floor. Yep. More gas. Don't turn off the gas. Crazy. Crazy. And we also look at that like, that incident in the Euro Crown. I look at it. Yeah, the hikers, yeah. What the fuck happened to them? We just torn to shreds. Or what was it in Tamil Street? Radiated, uh, mutilated. Right. Like crazy shit. But that's another day. It's another day. <laughs> mm, right. Yo, listen, my brother, thank you so much, John, as always. Yo, I was just saying. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I was just, I was just saying that June 25th, finally going to get that unidentified aerial phenomena disclosure spec fuckery right maybe a date black 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 right right black they ain't even gonna give you the full date <laughs> You're just gonna see blank blank sixty five, blank blank eighty one. Everybody that tuned in, we appreciate y'all for coming through. Oh, man. Make sure you check us out on thewakeupradio.com. Check out our social media platform, otw2.com. Create an account. Get in the conversation. All those good videos that you see being deleted from YouTube, they're popping up on otw2.com. We got the uncensored shit, so you don't have to worry about community guidelines, all that shit. Big shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio. Look it up.
flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.